The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making I'm you talk. I'm embarrassed by my anger, ashamed of my misery. I could blame it on the state of the world, but it really all comes down to me. I don't know where to put it, need another outlet. Why the hell can I make peace? What the hell is wrong with me? I don't want to be another loaded weapon Trying just to shoot my way to heaven I don't want to be another human racist Moving just to justify my hatred All it does is keep me in a cage Keep me in a rage I'm burning through a thick side stick of sage Trying to put that demon in its place I'm tired of feeling loneliness When I can't see a smile in the world I've given in to hopelessness Am I a part of the solution? Or am I just a problem? Why the hell can I be free? What the hell is haunting me? I don't want to be another Trying just to shoot my way to heaven I don't want to be another Burning through a thick side stick of sage Trying to put that demon in his place single from Imani, it's just... I'm burning through a thick the original lyric was, I'm burning through a dick-sized uh, piece of sage. So well done, Imani, keeping it clean. What a song. That's Imani Coppola, Sage, just came out today. There's an album coming out in like a, uh, like a week or something, The Protagonist. Uh, I've heard it, and it's a joy, and she's coming on at some point. We've just got to get in a few more hundred. We need to get a new box of bleeps, Catherine, <laughs> for when Imani Coppola comes on. I love her so, so much. Good evening, dear listener, The Late Night Alternative. I'm Ian Lee. What, who are you? 
I think I'm going to be Catherine Boyle tonight. Do it. Do it tonight. The part of Catherine Boyle will be played by Catherine Boyle. Uh, the phones are working tonight, so you can give us a call on the usual number. The other number, the secret number, is closed this evening. Uh, exciting news of live shows and a, 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 a record, a seven-inch vinyl that Catherine and I are, are making and will be selling and that you can buy. And the first 100 orders... Bear in mind, we've had 30 orders so far, so there's only 70 more to go. The first 100 orders will get a platinum membership card. There are It's not actually made out of platinum. It's kind of grey. There's only 100. They will be signed. They will be numbered in the order that the orders come in, and they will be laminated. Uh, we'll give you the details on how to get that a little bit later on. Let's just crack on with it, shall we? Let's go to Marcus. Good evening, Marcus. Hello. Hello. Let's go to Alan. Good evening, Alan. Hi, Mark. How are you doing, Alan? I've got a bit of a query for you. I go ordered on. a book on Monday. Yes. When will I receive it? Well, I don't know. There is no book. It's a big con. We're ripping you off. It normally, I think it takes about two weeks. Two weeks. Because the book is, um, we don't have it. The book, every time an order of the book happens, uh, they, lulu.com, print the book exclusively for you, and then they send it out. And I think it takes around about two weeks to come. But trust me, Alan, it's something like 270-odd pages. It is worth every penny. And £5.98 of the money that you spent on Here's the Thing, the late-night alternative transcripts by Ian Lee and Catherine Boyle, £5.98. All the profit goes to the Samaritans. We are... Yay close to £2,000 for the Samaritans. And your purchase, Alan, will have saved a life. That's an actual fact. It will have saved oh, a life. So well done. Give me a good feeling inside. Yes, mate. Get, have a good feeling outside. Go on, you deserve it. Knock one out. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> he needs permission. Permission. He's, he needs permission. That's all it is. Um, let's go to Roger. Good evening, Ian and Catherine. Good Hello, evening, Roger. Roger. I'm just wondering whether anybody's had any experience with geese. Sorry? I am playing at the moment oh. a very silly game. This looks good, this game. You can only get it on... Is it true? Because I looked it up... Well, t tell us what it is first, and then we'll discuss. It's called Untitled Goose Game. Untitled Goose <laughs> Game. Sound, it, it sounds unassuming that... that, that they, when they announced it a couple of years ago, they, they didn't have a title for it, so called it Untitled Goose Game. Yep. And the ti it just stuck. And have I got this right? Because I've seen little bits of footage of it. Basically, you're a goose and you've got to annoy a gardener. Is that it? Pretty much. At the, at the moment, I'm harassing somebody who's trying to read a newspaper and drink tea. Okay. <laughs> and you can't get it on Xbox or PlayStation. It has to be a computer. It's PC, Mac... Or Switch. Uh, oh, it's on Switch, is it? All right. Yeah, it's on Switch. I'm playing it on Switch. The boys are bringing the Switch over tomorrow, and we'll maybe have a little bit of Untitled Goose Game, because it looks wicked. It's silly and daft, and that's it. it's definitely suitable for kids. It's really, ca it's just cartoony, and... Yeah. Uh, you're just doing, you're, you're, you're just a goose, and you're being a you're But you're asking it. if anyone's had experience with geese. I, I know that geese have... I was, I was read because the developers are Australian. Right. And they don't have, they don't have uh, any experience with geese. What? No. 
It was all apparently it was all a joke. One of the one of the people that made the game sent a, a picture of a goose yeah. to the others, and they all started talking about geese. Oh. Then a few days later, one of them was like, "Why don't we make a game about?" I, I tell you what, I have experience with Roger. I have experience with sadistic, violent cats. I came home last night, and well, I found two mice. I found one of the mice this morning, but I found a mouse in the kitchen on the tiles. Thank God, mm. and it had had its tail ripped off, and it was a bloodbath. It was an actual bloodbath. I had to mop the floor. There was blood everywhere. I didn't know a mouse could have so much blood in it, right? But there was no tail. And then I went upstairs to my bedroom, and there was the longest, juiciest, hairiest tail just up up in my bedroom. Oh, my. They'll you a present here. Yeah, they saved you the best bit. It is yeah. disgusting. I hate those cats. Oh, cats, no, cat, cats can be, the cats can be evil, but... Cats are evil. They are vicious. Roger, thank you very much indeed. Um, this goose game looks brilliant, actually. I think Limmy is playing it tonight. If you want to go and watch Darth Limmy's stream, uh, then I, I think he's playing that tonight. Uh, it looks good. It looks very, very funny. 0344. Thank you, Roger. 0344-499-1000. Let's go to Mark. Good evening, Mark. Ian, I'm staring into a chili that I'm making. Don't do it. Uh, only... Don't, don't, ki- don't, ju- don't kill yourself <laughs> via chili. Is that possible? I don't know. <laughs> no, I, I can, thanks to you, I can only see disgusting mouse oh, tails floating oy, around. It's horrible. I am sorry about that. Yuck. Um, Yuck. but, uh, yeah, the mi- mice and cats are disgusting creatures. I hate them all, <laughs> but I really fancy chili. Are you, now, are you just having your chili with rice? Classic. Yes. Or are you like one of those dirty perverts that puts it on a jacket potato? <laughs> Only if I was in centre parks, maybe, but That's no. So weird. Right. Have you had that, Catherine? Only when I've had a little bit left, because you know the day after, and maybe even the day after that, they taste better. Oh. And if you've got a smidgen left, but not enough to make a proper dinner, stick yeah. it on a potato. Yeah, you something. can just whack a potato on, can't yeah. you? It's easy. Hey, yeah. have you got any um, dark chocolate in it? That trick, I mean, it. Yeah. I don't know. I don't yeah. really rate it. I don't I rate like it. it. I'm, I'm, Mark, it. Yeah. I'm on Mark's side. You don't put chocolate in a chili, just like you don't put oranges in a salad. All right? <laughs> I've had that as well. Yeah, and it's it's, it's weird. Yeah, it's weird. It's disgusting. But the chocolate in a chili, I think, can give it a little bit of extra je ne sais quoi. Mm, I it, Ian, there's, there's one type. There's one ch- chili's chili, right? But there's thousands of salads, so yeah. I disagree. It, orange and a salad can work. No, you're no, 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 no. <laughs> Mark, we were getting on so well, and then it turns out you're <laughs> a bell cheese. No, of course <laughs> it can't work, because the orange, t- orange is a horrible food, right? Let's just what? get this out there. No. Orange, tangerine, <laughs> my mouth is, is going bitter at the thought of them. Orange, tangerine, <laughs> nectarine, we don't need them. So I'm you sick of this shock jocking. Sick <laughs> <No>. of it. <laughs> He's trolling the world. Give me a call now. I'm right. It's time we sent all the oranges back to Orange Land. 0344-499-1000. Shock jockey. Maybe that's what we need to do a bit more of, Mark. We need to go back to old school. Because we don't do the Brexit thing. We don't do the send, you know, send all the polls back. Send all the, we don't do the send all the Muslims back. We don't do that. But maybe we need to have a very strong, controversial yeah. opinion on something. Any ideas, Mark? 
I mean, you've started it. You've started it. What, what don't you put in foods? Uh, we used to, mouse tails, probably not. <laughs> you've always got it. With our, my call, it calls in. I'm trying to build up a resistance, right? Because you know you get the shakes, you're a bit nervous about calling. Yeah. I've called a few times now, and it's kind of going away. Every time I do call, though, yeah. it's innuendo time with Ian. There wasn't even an innuendo. Early. In your endo, that was... In your endo. wasn't even a, an innuendo. That was, was a... Straight up. That was a single was entendre. In. Yeah. Just to clarify, did, um, I've ordered the, one of the books. I'm really excited. Did it, I ordered it about a week ago? Yeah. Is it coming? No, mate. It's a con. It's a big scam. Um, we're about to get done by Watchdog by um, what's his name? <laughs> Linfolds Wood. Linfolds Wood. Stapleton. And Alice Beer. Uh, because <laughs> it's a big, it will. It takes about two weeks, I think. I, I overheard. I overheard with with Alan. I just want to clarify. Does it take two weeks to come? Bye-bye. Are you doing an innuendo? Outrageous behaviour. That is outrageous. That's what we're dealing with today. It's the kind of loser we're dealing with today. Do you know what really hurt the most? <laughs> the victorious bye-bye. <laughs> um, who we got on after 11, Catherine? Britney Spanos. You may remember her from last week with Britney Spanos yep. on this show. <laughs> Wednesday, we spoke to her about um, the Free Britney uh, campaign. Yeah. Um, Go online, hashtag Free Britney, Britney Spears. Have a little look. Yeah, because she's... Um, Basically, her father's been her kind of legal guardian and been looking after all her money for mm. years since she kind of had the very famous meltdown. Um, and there are some suspicions that perhaps it's not in her interest anymore, to put it mildly. And I thought, when I first saw it, I thought, oh, this isn't a, 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 a cute little niche, small thing. It's not. It's massive, actually. It's really, really massive. So, and there was a big um, legal thing yesterday, I think it was, maybe the day before yesterday, I think. Uh, so we're going to get the latest um, from Britney Spanoff. She's great. She writes for Rolling Stone and um, she, she's, she's brilliant. She's, she, she, uh, did she write a book about fandom? Mm, certainly, <laughs> she certainly writes about fandom. I don't know if she's done a book. Okay, I mean, all right, but it? she writes about fandom. Yeah. Okay, fine. Um, in the meantime, 03444991000. I've got no real... Agenda tonight. It's Friday. I've got a lovely weekend of going to the Cophill Climb tomorrow, and I've had a little den, a shed converted into a little den, um, and I'm, I've got the boys coming. And we're, so I'm, I'm kind of, I'm looking at, at eleven o'clock tomorrow morning, half ten tomorrow morning when my boys arrive at my house, and we just play games. I haven't got any food in. Terrible, terrible parenting. So just playing games. Just playing games. No eating. Well, the thing is, they're going back to their mum Sunday night, so they can, as long as they fill up before keep, they keep come. Keep busy, they won't notice. <laughs> we'll get, we'll, we're going to go out all day tomorrow, so we'll, we'll, we'll have, we'll, ha we'll eat, and then we'll get some food in for Sunday. We'll, it'll be all right. But um, so my head is, I'm gone. I'm done. I'm done. It's, it's the weekend, so I have no real agenda uh, tonight. You are welcome to call in about anything. Yeah, I have seen the sexy Mr. Rogers outfit, Dave. Thank you for that. Have you seen it? No. Dave's just tweeted you. Um, Sexy Mr. Rogers outfit. Mr. Rogers, of course, we're a big fan of the friendly, um, uh, the, the TV guy, kids, TV entertainer, and now there's a sexy. But is it actually being billed as Mr. Rogers? I don't know if. if as in, it's a statement of fact, he yeah. does. Um, 0344 This dear listener is Talk Radio. Dead of Night Discourse for Disco Queens. I'm related to Jedward and Dolly Parton. Dairy Farmers aye, aye. and Distant Fathers. Yeah, whatever. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee. Doing lots of things that we don't know about, we can't control. On Talk Radio. Yes, great. Um, 
so there's going to be 250 copies of this single, right, that we're going to get done. And we can get it done now. We've, we've, we've taken enough pre-orders that, that, that we can we can break even at least. So that's great. Thank you. It's basically me and Kath singing Stop Mr. Postman live in Bath. I say singing. Uh, by the way, if you uh, let me just, this, can I just give them a guarantee, Catherine? Yeah. There will be absolutely no auto-tune <laughs> on this record. <laughs> Not necessary, it's perfect. We don't <laughs> do auto-tune. This is live. This is live. I mean, it's unmistakably live. It's bleeped so kids can play it, kiddies can play it. It is, um, it's an interesting take of... It's a reimagining of a classic. Mr. Postman. It's the A side. The B side, we don't know what the B side's going to be yet. We're going to record something special next week, probably. Um, and there's going to be 250 copies. Although if it keeps going at this rate, we might get a few more done. Let's see. But at the moment, there's going to be 250 copies. The first 100 get a platinum membership card. There's only going to be 100 platinum membership cards. They're, They're not gray. actually platinum. They're grey. They're going to be la- signed and laminated. Um, they'll be numbered in the order that we get the orders. There's only 100 of those. We've sold 40 already, and we only put it online an hour ago. If you want one, if you go to paypal.me slash Ian Lee, paypal.me slash Ian Lee, I-A-I-N-L-E-E, make a payment of £20, PayPal should then give me your details. I'm pretty sure it does if you've used PayPal before. Um, and if you're in the first 100, I'll say on air and I'll tweet when we've reached 100. If you're in the first 100, you get the record. Seven-inch vinyl in a plain white sleeve. And we'll sign the, the sleeve as well. Um, and you get the laminated membership card. There's only 60 of the cards left. So... That's a bargain. 20 quid? That inc- oh, that includes uh, postage and packing as well, dear listener. I hope I haven't massively underestimated how much postage and packing did. That includes postage and packing as well. So, um, uh, go for your life. 0344 499 1000 is the telephone number. My little rec- recommendation of something very funny I found. The, um, on Netflix, Between Two Ferns. Now, I'm aware of the TV series starring Zach Galifianakis. I've only seen a couple. It didn't, I didn't actually, dig it that much but i'm gonna go back and watch it it's it's a low budget chat show with zach galifianakis interviewing very big stars and asking awkward questions there is a movie of it uh and i've watched the first 20 minutes on netflix man it's funny it is funny first guest is matthew mcconaughey who do you think's gonna die of accidental starvation first you or christian bale you lost so much weight in that film, I thought you were actually going to die of fake AIDS. It is, it's so funny. He's got Keanu Reeves on there. Do you do research for your characters? Yes, I do. Have you ever considered doing research on a character that's had acting lessons? It's funny, man. <laughs> it is very, very funny. And it's on Netflix and I thoroughly, thoroughly recommend it. I've not really seen that much stuff that Zach Galifianakis has done because the films he tends to be in, I don't really like. I watched The Hangover. I laughed, but I didn't like it. I thought it was quite unpleasant. Um, but I think he himself, I think he's funny. I've seen his stand-up special. That's funny. There's a really good film. Is it called The Comedians? And it's him, Brian Posehn, 
and a couple of other comedians, like, doing a little sort of tour. And then he's at, Galifianakis is out on the street and he sees these, this like sort of vocal group busking and he goes, oh guys, I'm doing a show tonight. Can I, if, if I give you a hundred dollars, would you just come on and do a gag for me? And he just, it's just this gag where he says something, then they come out and, and sing the same word in four-part harmony, and you just think, oh, I like that. I like the spontaneity of that. Anyway, that's my recommendation, uh, dear listener, is um, Between Two Ferns, um, and um, it's on Netflix. Catherine, yeah. what have you got for us this evening, please? Um, okay, well, what about this? Um, Singleton called fat by the Tinder date she travelled three hours to meet. Oh, yes. Makes £2,000 after jokingly setting up a gold GoFundMe page to claim back her train ticket. Yep. Uh, this is in The Sun online. Uh, a woman who set up a joke GoFundMe page after being called fat on a Tinder date has made £2,000 in donations from kind strangers. We previously revealed how Jade Savage, 28, spent three and a half hours and £93 travelling to see a bloke she'd met online, but he insulted her as she walked out of the train station. She spent how much? 93 quid. Oh. I guess it's a return. This is in America? No, here. Was it here? Uh-huh. Oh, the other... Okay, sorry. The creep... 27, told, so all the 27-year-olds are looking at each other and I go, it wasn't me. Told, it wasn't me. <laughs> told Kirby size 14 Jade she'd put some weight on and accused her of looking nothing like she had on a previous date just four weeks earlier. So, mum of one, Jade, set up a GoFundMe page as a joke and said she was hoping to get back the money she'd wasted on the experience. Um, isn't GoFundMe for kids that are dying of cancer? Um, isn't it? Or that you know we've we've had we've we've not got any money didn't have any insurance her house was well, broken into we've lost everything um, and my dad's on a, an inhalator an inhalator an espresso machine what do they what? call this thing a ventilator thank you let's have a look an go inhalator and in, it's for inhaling but you also need to exhale go fund me it's for fundraise to help yourself or help a friend. Mm -hmm. People around the world are raising money for what they're passionate about. Medical, memorial, emergency, charity, education, animals, failed dates. It would appear. Okay, all right. Uh, on the site, uh, the single mum has raised £919 so far, and Bumble, who I guess were the site she used, said they'd match her donations so she's not put off dating. To bring the total of £1,838. This sounds like a bullshine story from Bumble. This sounds like Bumble are uh, playing bum, a blinder. Bumble. 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 This sounds like a bullshine story. She says, and I'm not going to let one guy's silly comments stop me from going on dates. I'm happy with the way I look and haven't had any complaints before. No, because she looks amazing. She's beautiful. Grandad, if I'm good, will you let me have a dance on Coal Bunker? Of course I will, cock. That was always the answer. Cock? Cock is the term of endearment in Salford. I mean, I, I guess, yeah, I guess it. Um, That's the, that was the seventies. You can't do it, it now. It depends on eighties. It depends on context. Okay. Carefully you use it with. Yep. Careful who you use cock with. Jade had already been having a bad day before the date in Peterborough. Gosh, that's bad enough. I used to live there. Peterborough's fine. Does anyone remember the adverts for the Peterborough effect? And it was a comedy Roman. Yeah. Who was it? You said yes, saying, yeah, yes, I remember it. No, I mean, go on. No, no, no. I said, yeah. does anyone remember? And you said yes. So, go on then, tell us what you know about it, because you remember. comedy Roman. Tell us what you know about it. Comedy Roman. In Peterborough. And what was the slogan? 
uh, all roads lead to Peter. Literally just told you it was called the Peterborough Effect. I've just told you that. Yeah, but that's not a slogan. That's a title. No, for an advert. Adverts don't have titles. Oh. They do, actually. Uh. They do. Right. Roy Kinnear. Oh. Several years after Roy Kinnear died, I saw Roy Kinnear at the Farnham Road in Slough. Isn't that weird? That doesn't get mentioned very often, does it? Roy Kinnear faking his own death. Doesn't get mentioned. I miss Roy Kinnear. Wouldn't it be great to say? By the way, don't forget, Monday night, Roy Kinnear's going to actually be in the studio with us. That'd be great. He's always funny, Roy Kinnear. Whatever you see him in, he can lift, you know, he was in a few wooden things that weren't great. But as soon as you saw Roy Kinnear doing that, well, so you're talking to me. So you just see him doing that. You're and in. also the, you're off, you're bleeding, not Wonka. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's um, he's great in the the racist uh, film Help, starring the Beatles. Mm -hmm. uh, he's also good in How I Won the War, which yeah, is a great. Three Musketeers. Yeah, well, that's what he died in. Yeah, was the remake of that? He fell off a horse. Uh, it's a real. Sh How old was Roy Kinney when he died? I'm going to say. Don't tell me. All right. I want to say 47, but I'm going to say 52. 52. Roy Kinnear was 52 when he died. Go on. You said don't tell you. But you're wrong. Doorbells. How old was he then? Not 52. <laughs> Her microphone's just drooped. Well, could you tell me how old he was, please? 54. Okay, I was very close. Hello, Martin. Come in. Come in, Martin. Good, I was just... Come and, come and join us. Just you talk about Roy Kinnear. Uh, yes, I think he fell off a horse uh, making the Three Musketeers. That's my guess. Either the Three Musketeers or the Four mus Musketeers. Who uh, let him in? Who let him in? Do you want to tell him or not? We just said we that. Did, we, did, we did mention it. No, but you said he, he fell off a horse making the John Lennon movie. No, no. I didn't. Oh, didn't you? <laughs> Well, Martin, Martin. Martin, do you need to go and have a lie down before your I show? I do. Well, I do. I do, have <laughs> I do. Down, you know, no, he so. said. No, we said the remake of the Three Musketeers. Oh, did you? We did say that. Oh, sorry. Do I'd... you know how old he was when he died? I would say fifty-two. Incorrect would... data. Well, okay, it's fifty-four. So I said fifty-two as well. Yeah. So young, though. Young. Very young. Young. He was good, I mean, Roy Kinnear. Oh, he was brilliant. What else? Was brilliant. What, did he have a sitcom? I seem to remember him. Well, no, he was in, uh, that was the week that was. Uh, yeah. The David Frost show yep. on a Saturday night. Um, he probably did have a sitcom in those days, but I can't remember. Well, hang on, Because he used to sweat a lot. He was what always What year sweating. did he die then? He would have died about, I'm going to say 89. Sounds plausible. 88. 88. Close. Yeah, close. Well, that means, so he was 54, so he was... 32 or 3 when he made Help, the Beatles film. But he looked old in that. They did in them days though, didn't they? He would have been younger than me now when he made yeah, Willy... Yeah. Well, he would have been about 35 when he made Willy Wonka. No! Willy Wonka is like 69, 70, something like that. The original. With yeah, the original. yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't, we don't count. No, 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 no. no. Um, I, yeah, I'll take your word for it. As you know, as you've observed, uh, occasionally calling me granddad. But I'm I sorry, not so bad about that. No, it's not at all. I do leave my lie down. Yeah. I have to have my oval team first, obviously. Okay, well, go I and will. have your lie down. I will. But you're welcome to come in and just try and. One of my favourite. Try and correct you. Oh no, I love uh, it. I love it though. But one of my favourite <laughs> things is trying to remember years and guessing ages that people died. Now, Kath can't play that because she's got 
absolutely no knowledge of, yeah. of the entertainment industry whatsoever, as you've probably heard by yeah. her act. But, <laughs> <laughs> but, she don't, you don't like playing the guessing game. I like guessing what year people... Hello? I love it, but... I'm I'm very rarely invited to join in. I'm just usually the invigilator. Okay, mm. well then. Well, you know about people like Billie Eilish. You could tell us how old Billie Eilish is. I've heard of her, but and, I don't know. And uh, Loyal Carney. You could do all that stuff. No, no. Mm. I tell you what, you'd be good at. My friend um, Jenny McAlpine plays Fizz in Coronation Street. One thing she was great at in the jungle when we were really really bored is she would do old fashioned monologues. Oh, you mean like Stanley Al Holloway? That yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly like that. She Albert and the Lion, she knows. Albert and the Lion. She would do these wonderful monologues and we'd sit there like the Oaks. We had nothing to watch or listen to. No. We'd sit there going, oh, Jenny, go on, do us another one. Oh, I, I don't think I can... Well, it doesn't matter. Just do it. And we'd sit there enthralled. You'd be good at that. Mm. You'd be good at doing monologues. Did she do recumbent posture? That was one of... Oh, I don't know. Do you oh, know it? No, no. Okay. I'm not committing anything to memory. Apart from the love song of J. Alfred Prufrock, I can do quite a bit of that. Go on then. That's, let us go then, you and I, when the evening is spread out against the sky like a patient etherized upon a table. Let us go through certain half-deserted streets, the muttering retreats, and then there's a load of other oh, stuff. Oh, okay, then there's, there's a, a load of other stuff. I guess cheated a little bit. And that's the bit that goes, uh, in the room, the women come and go, talking with Michelangelo. Yeah. I used to be able to do the whole thing, but... You know, I love it. It's a dying... Well, it's a dead art. It's, yeah. a, it's a dead art. People don't learn st stuff by rote No. Anymore. I've been trying to learn To Autumn by uh, John Keats. Okay. Uh, which everybody knows, Season of Mists and Mellow Fruitfulness. Well, everyone knows that bit, yes. Yeah. The next rhyme is, uh, next line is, A close bosom friend of the maturing sun. Yeah. Oh. That's as far as I've got. But you remember that bit. My dad used to pay me £10 to learn poems. Did he? Yeah. What? Yeah. What? Did I, you learn any? I, I remember learning uh, Tiger, Tiger, Burning Bright in the Forest of the Night. What immortal hand or eye could frame their fearful symmetry? Oh, William Blake, Blake, £10. Yeah. But just for those four lines? No, the whole thing. The whole, could you do the whole thing now? No. I bet you could. I bet with a little bit of prodding. If I read it a couple more times, maybe yeah, I could, yeah. but it's in there. I don't somewhere. know anything. And I remember I'll give you Albert a and the Lion. If you can do the whole thing. Done. Um, I remember doing Albert and the Lion at school, and um, I was just looking at it then. There was one line in it that all the parents used to laugh at loads every time, and we never understood why. And it was the bit where he says, um, She hollered, Yon lions at Albert. And father said, E, I am vexed. <laughs> <laughs> I am vexed. I love it. Understatement. I love it. People don't, and of course when you're, like, you're a kid, you don't want to learn poems, jeez. But now as a 46-year-old man, I think, I wish I'd learn mm. something like that to kind of carry around and just be sat with the kids and be a bit bored and then go, and then launch oh, into it. It's still, it's still time. Yeah. Yeah. Forty six is nothing. You're a child. Oh, my brain can't remember anything. I I went for a few auditions the a few months ago, like acting auditions for the first time in years, and I had to learn three pages, three sides of script. Yeah. When I was twenty, I could do it like that. I could read it three but that's times, boom, my head. It? But but now I just could not. I just couldn't do it. I Did you start off acting then, before you went I studied drama, performing right. arts, but then couldn't get any acting work, so I ended up doing stand-up with something to do, and then got a job presenting on the telly, you know. Well, I saw the 11 o'clock show, yeah, I always yeah. assumed that was the first thing. That was the first, that was yeah. the first thing, and that came through sort of doing stand-up, doing a little bit of radio-ish. Um, and, and sheer, sheer luck, and then I never did any yeah. acting for years, apart from the Angelina Jolie movie I was in. That's right, guys. Yes. I was in Jesus Christ Superstar, the Norman Jewison Jesus Christ Superstar, really? in 1968. Okay. Um, before anybody around here was born. Um, I, was, I was an extra. 
basically. Mm. But I, I had to the say, movie. Yeah, the movie. If we watched it, could you point yourself out? Yeah, just. I watched it on a big screen okay. at the ABC in Bristol when I came back, but it was in Israel, and I had to say, we need him crucified, it's all you have to do, and then we all shouted, crucify him, crucify him, crucify him. So do you actually, you have a solo line? No, no, oh, that, that was, I was a bunch of, the there was a bunch of us, but it was, uh, if you remember that movie, we were wearing the sort of hippie clothes, yeah, we yeah. were just, so they just wanted a lot of hippie travellers who happened to be in Israel at the time, yeah. so they rounded a load of us up, How funny. and we had to crucify him, crucify How him, funny. and uh, then of course, when I came back home, and I was living in Bristol, I went to see it at the ABC New Bristol Centre, yeah. which you could, uh, it was a massive screen, and I said, that's me in the Paisley shirt, but everybody was wearing paisley shirts <laughs> and the yellow paisley had a big lot of hair in those days <laughs> hell of a lot of that hair. was telling kath a story but i think it was in bristol you know um i think it was bristol one of the places they banned uh the life of brian monty python's the life of brian yeah, it was, it was, it was, I think yeah. it was bristol somewhere around there and then years later i think maybe about 10 or 15 years ago one of the actresses i know who it was oh, the God. girlfriend Oh, it was his girlfriend. The Welsh girlfriend. It was the girlfriend of, of Brian. Yes. The girlfriend of Brian became a counsellor for Bristol Council and it was still banned. Oh, really? So she unbanned it and invited, I think, Palin and Eric Idle down to the first ever mm -hmm. legitimate screening of The Life of Brian. That's exactly who it was. Yeah. Brian's girlfriend in it. The, the sort of stroppy... The charm, somebody or other. Yes. Something like that. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. thought that was such a great story. Oh, well That's done for, for digging that out. You could go and have your lie down. I'm going to. Go definitely. nice to talk yes. to you. always welcome you, to pop in oh, on a Friday I'm night. I'll do it if you say anything that I think is wrong when it's probably right. <laughs> I love it. I like being corrected. Thank you. It's what I do to Catherine all the time, and so it takes my own medicine. See you later, Martin. It's like when my dad used to run in if our radio was on too loud. <laughs> Martin will be on at one o'clock, dear listener. He's on tonight and tomorrow night at one o'clock. Always worth a listen. Um, uh, you can give us a call. Look at us. We're just chatting away, and I forgot we were on the air. Oh three. Four 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 nine nine one thousand is the uh, telephone number if you want to give us a call. This is the late night alternative every weeknight from ten with Kath and Ian on Talk Radio. Take a trip into the alternate reality of late night radio. I think I'm in something like the Matrix, and so are you. The late night alternative. Hello, hello. With Ian Lee. Is there anybody out there on Talk Radio? Hello. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Um, we've we've sold fifty six of the one hundred seven inch singles. There's two hundred and fifty singles, but the first one hundred come with a free platinum. It's grey, laminated, but it says platinum on it. I think membership card, right? There's forty four left. I really thought this was a punt because this is why we're taking pre orders. I haven't had the record made up yet. I haven't recorded the B side yet. Uh, it's really expensive to make records. Yes, we weren't sure you were interested. It's really, really expensive to <laughs> make records, right? So we're taking pre-orders and I thought, ah, oh, this is going to be a tough sell. We'll put it out there and we'll, 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 we may have to cancel it and give everyone their money back. No harm done. Um, we've broken even. We've broken even, so thank you. So we're in. I'm going to, Kath and I are going to record the B-side next week. I've got an idea for it. 
and then we'll get the records made, and as soon as we get them, bishy bashy boshy, we'll send them out. We'll also be selling them at shows, two live shows. Let's get all the plugs out of the way. Two live shows. Uh, Brighton on, I think, November the 9th, Is an yeah. evening show, and London on Saturday, December the 14th, three o'clock in the afternoon, afternoon show. Uh, they're the only two shows we're doing this year, um, and they are selling out fast, right? We're in, uh, fabulous Carolina Brunswick pub in Brighton, and the superb, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm embarrassed to say we're playing there because it's so good. You see some of the names of the people they have there. Uh, the Half Moon in Putney. Oh, man. Thanks to Nina for getting, does all the booking and she got in touch. She goes, would you guys consider playing here? Uh, yeah. Thank you, Nina. Um, so tickets are selling really fast. IanLee.com slash event. IanLee.com slash event. Let's go to our good friend June. Good evening, June. Hey, hi there, Ian. I wanna hi make there, a love to June. I wanna make sweet love to June. Oh, ho, ho. I wanna bend over June. Oh. I wanna see June's moon. I'm gonna make such love to her. It won't take long, cause when I'm with her, I just have to dip my wick. And I am gone. Go, go. Go, go, June. I say go, go, go. Is, Making love to June. This is seriously questionable content. Uh, you got asked June yes, if she's upset uh, by yeah. it. June, how do you feel about that? Well, not at the moment because I've got a bad dose. She's of not the in cold. the mood. She's got a bad what? A bad throat. Flow. Dose of the cold. Oh, that's yes. okay. All right, but but when that clears up, June, and we're on. There you go, you see, Catherine. You're like those white middle class people that that, that I am say, a white middle class person. yeah, exactly. That say, oh, you know, actually, that's really offensive to black and Muslim people, and no black or Muslims are complaining. Well, June is a, is not a black Muslim, but what I'm saying is, you've done, you've stood up for someone who doesn't need standing up. Oh, because June's in a wheelchair, she thinks she can't look after herself. Outrageous. No. June, June, making love to She's June about too soon. June, June, making love to June. It's over too soon when I make love to June because she. She gets me hot, hot, hot. She undoes my belt. All right, she no, undoes my no, fly. No, and no, then no, I no, shut my mouth. That, that is enough. Whoa. She's called it. All right, June, what can we do for you on this holy and horny evening? I was just going to let you know that it takes 11 days for my book to, ca Ele to come. 11 days. So that's thank 11 you. days. That's 11 days. And I've just ordered your 7 inch. Oh, God, don't get him started again. <laughs> but I, I, I want to ask him a question. Well, he... Ask he, him. Who's him? The cat's father? <laughs> Actually, yes. <laughs> That's true, yeah. Go on, go on, yeah, go on, June. Go on. Yes. Where do, where do I buy the player to play it on? I don't have one. Here's the thing. Vinyl is so collectible these days um, that it's <laughs> it's better you don't even play the records because actually well. by playing the records, you, you every time you play a record, you're losing some of the sound quality <laughs> that comes with it. And so uh, my suggestion is to anyone oh. buying this, please, 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 don't don't actually play it on a record player because uh, each play will devalue <laughs> it and you'll be losing some of the, the sound quality <laughs> that you get with vinyl. That's, uh, that's my suggestion. Shall I tell you what I'll do with it then? Oh God, here we go. I'll put it in my drawer with my CD of Timmy Capello, the sax player from the Lost Boys, and the one that used to tour with Tina Turner. <laughs> She's got a well, sax that drawer. Do. That's a very, uh, that's a very specific sax saxophonist. Oh yes. Yeah. You want to try and find a photo of him? Very specific. Ooh. <laughs> oh my. Why? Why would you? Why have you got Tommy Capiro in your drawer? 
Tommy Capello. Tommy, Tom Capello. Why is he, is he related to <laughs> Marty Pello? No. Okay. Just ask him. He's a yank. Just, just ask him. Don't, don't have a Marty. instrumentalist, vocalist, saxophone player. Saxophonist. And I've got his, yeah, saxophonist. He's a very, um, a tenor saxophonist. He's a very hunky man. Oh, yeah. I'm looking at, he very. looks a bit like, um, what's his name? That guy that used to be the cover man for various, huh? um, like romantic, works of romantic fiction, you know, um. Oh, yes, yes, his I name? know the one you mean. Um, oh, gosh. Fabio. I oh, I know. Me and Tom Capello making sweet love to June at halftime. He makes love to me. <laughs> what a party, June. I look forward to it. June, thank you for your support. It's appreciated and lots of love to your family, but specifically to Dylan, who is my ultimate hero now. Um, let's go to Paul in Stoke Poges. Good evening, Ian. Good evening, Paul. <laughs> You're not going to say no, good evening no, to no, Catherine? No, you know the famous no. phrase. Not going to listen to, not going to say good evening to Catherine? No. Sorry, Kath, sorry, I'll still drink your bath water, no worries. Mm, you bloody won't, you dirty sod. Uh, you know I said that a few months ago, don't you? <sighs> yes. Okay. I'm losing the will to live because Paul has started calling again. <laughs> That's what we want. Oh. Yeah, I'm so good at ideas. I'm so good at ideas. I'm going through a real great idea streak. I told Catherine a brilliant idea for a documentary live show podcast, maybe part of this show. <laughs> don't tell them. Oh, no, no, secrets. Secrets, don't tell them. It's great. The record was my idea. It's a great idea. Here's a great idea. Um, and, and Billy Hayes, uh, we need your help on this. Actually, it may not be my idea. It may have been Billy Hayes' idea, but, um, um I'm But you're going to nick it. I want to do a musical of the show. Like Jerry Springer, the opera, the late night alternative musical, right? Mm. But we're not in it. People play us. And people play the callers and stuff. That's what we, that's, that is a great idea. Huh? That is a great idea. Billy, let's get talking. Katarina! Katarina! Can I audition for the part of Susan? Start checking across the universe! I gotta go with my mum! We're not in it. We watch it. We oh. sit in the audience and watch it. And at the end, we get the applause. And you, I give you some uh, roses, uh, fl the flowers. I give you some rose flowers. Oh. Um, people are talking about buying record players. Don't buy Crossleys. They're rubbish. They will they will ruin your records. Let's go back to Paul. Good evening, Paul. I'm sure Kath would prefer some roses chocolates. Uh, don't speak for me, especially after you've been talking about drinking my bathwater. Proceed with your call. Okay, right. Now... Do you know they say you don't put anything bigger in your ear than your elbow, yeah? He is. Okay, well, I'm not going to put Ian Lee, Ian Lee in my ear because he's not, because he's much bigger, because he is much bigger than my elbow. So I'm going to put Ian Lee in my ear. What are you talking okay. about, you absolute disaster of a human? You said uh, you were going to take a dump through my front letterbox the other day. Can you please well, apologise for that? No, I, sorry, I meant your back letterbox. I didn't say front letterbox, I would have said letterbox. Okay, I don't have a back letterbox, I only have a cat flap. No right one has a door. back letterbox, except for the Queen. No, I only have a cat flap at my back, back door, not, my, not a letterbox. Is that a euphemism? <laughs> no, it's the truth. What do you want from, why have you started calling us again? 
I had the peace. There was peace in the valley when you weren't calling us, and now you've started calling us again. Because I come from the Thames Valley area, and I don't like to make peace in the Thames Valley area. Okay, well, um... Okay, okay, Paul. I mean, I've literally... Uh, uh, Jesus, wept. Let's go to Pete. Hello, Pete! Hello, how you doing? Ah, uh, it's this smug guy. Did I say something? Did I get a date wrong for Doctor Who or something, Pete? Did I? Did I? No, did, I did I get? No. Did I get the um the 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 circumference of the circles in John Pertwee's TARDIS wrong, Pete? Is that what you've got? This guy only calls in to pick me up on Doctor Who facts. Pete, thank you for calling. I'm sorry, Kath, you're right. Yeah, go on. You, you, you're, that, you're, you're very welcome, Kath. Please proceed. <laughs> um, well. I... Here's the thing, I I don't entirely, and I was hoping you could explain the whole vinyl yep. thing. Oh. Yeah, of course you can. It's, it basically, it's like, it's, it's, like it's how music, music used to come on it before MP3s. I mean, I know that, but the fact oh. it's become so popular again in the last few years. Yeah. I, I don't get it. I, I don't get why new vinyl is becoming popular. I don't get... No. That. I don't get why reissues of, of old albums are, are becoming popular. I like buying old records, and if it's like a group I really like, for example, The Monkees, although I didn't buy their Christmas album on vinyl because it sucks, um, if they bring out like a CD and a vinyl version, then I will buy both and probably only play the CD. But I'm not going to go and spend, I'm not going to spend 30 pounds on an, an album by, I don't know, a new band, but The Strokes or something. New. It, it does, I mean, because I, on, on Doctor Who, the company who makes the kind of big audio dramas that they do, they, they've started putting out vinyl editions and they, they sell out a, sort of as HMV exclusive. Yeah. Collectors and I, items. I just don't get, I mean, you know, most people I know don't seem to have a player to play them on. And Can I ask you a question? Of course. Yeah, okay. Um, Doctor Who, the character yeah. the Doctor, took uh, a medical degree. He's actually a medical doctor. Do you remember what year he took that degree and in which city? I know it was Edinburgh. Oh, do you? You know it was Edinburgh, I do you? Okay. I believe right. it was Edinburgh. Oh, okay. okay. Well, he's peddling back now. Okay. No, no, he's, he's gone with Edinburgh. What year was it? I don't... I don't oh, think oh. we know that. I we? I know. I could, I could tell you. Okay. Google knows. It was, it was Glasgow in 1888. Glasgow, Edinburgh, basically. <gasps> I'd like to apologise to all of our Scottish <laughs> listeners there on this horrible London-centric bias. Peter's I'm amazed you didn't use the dumb button on that. Oh, no, no. I we're you... letting you stand by your, your comments. <laughs> I'm not saving your ass, Pete. I'm, I'm not <laughs> saving your ass. In fact, I'm going to find you on Twitter and I'm going to retweet you with, with <laughs> here he is. That's fine. <laughs> I'm just glad of the attention. Oh, it was, you said it in the moon base, right, okay. Did you just Google that, did you? I did, yeah. Yeah, okay. Oh, no, fair enough. Because oh, I just knew it. Um, <laughs> well, see, I, I wasn't old enough to watch the moon base originally, and it's, it's been erased from history since, so, you know. He's having a pop there, but I'm a gentleman, so I'm not going to rise to it. It's still 1-0 <laughs> to me. Um, no, I don't get the new vinyl thing. Although, uh, now, you're, you are of an age. Do you still buy CDs, or are you like a complete Spotify dude? Pretty much a Spotify dude. Really? Oh. Okay, because I do, I still buy CDs. I still prefer CDs 
Um, in case Spotify ever breaks. Well, no, because I'm not, I refuse to pay a subscription to music that I will never own. That's why. Occasionally I'll buy the odd track on, on iTunes. If I need an album quickly, like the other week, don't ask, we needed the, uh, Agadoo Black Lace Party <laughs> album. <laughs> so I, that was best £8.99 I've ever it spent in my life. It was an emergency party. So I'll do that. Um, but I, I, I like physical product. I like it. If, I like if, it, if it's a particularly important one, I'll, I'll buy, a, you know, I might buy it digitally and sort of make sure I've got that backed up somewhere. But yeah. otherwise, yeah, I, I I don't feel the need to have the physical. Are you I mean, just phoning so up, Pete, to say when uh, you're not going to buy our crappy record? I mean, I'm probably not going to buy it, but that's not why I was ringing. I was, I, I just, I just wanted someone to put the, the case forward, I suppose. So. All right. Can I, well, can I ask you a question? Yeah. What is the top speed of the Who-mobile? <laughs> I don't know. It's very fast. Do you not know? Well, gosh. Then yeah, yeah. Any time I get the slightest mistake, get, get like a, a month out of, of a doctor, this <laughs> guy tweets me, phones me up, tries to shame me. Oh, doesn't know the top speed of the Who-mobile was 105 I mean, I, I, miles I per like hour. You, well, you see, you usually get quite obvious things wrong, whereas that's... That, that's something that you've done. Thank you very much for your call, it's, Pete. It's very, very Thank tense. you very much for your call, Pete. Thank you for your call. Tension in geekdom. Can we cut that bit off of the, um, talk radio replay system? I think, I think we should. Left me in a foul mood. Oh, yeah. Left me in a very foul mood. I like Pete. Um, there are some callers, I can say this, there, there are some callers, listeners, people I've met on Twitter, people I've met on Twitch, you kind of think, I could see me becoming friends with them. Pete's one of them. I could see me being friends with Pete. Yeah, it'd be a strange kind of friendship based on that, uh, that we just heard it there. Will be, it will be Doctor Who dick measurements. <laughs> he knows way more than me. I, he knows, he knows way more than me. And uh, uh, and it, but that's kind of knowledge that I respect. Mm. That, the L- fact, well, list, lists, I think is a male thing, mainly. Mostly. Of course there are exceptions, you know, and, and, I think most men will have their thing. For a lot of men, obviously, it's football, their team. Uh, for me, it's the, the monkeys. You know, you could ask me anything about the monkeys, and I, there's probably a few things I've forgotten, but I, I, I know it. Uh, useless, but I know it. Um, let's, let's go with it. Uh, Nigel! Hello? We, we have to go to the news. Can we come back to you after the news? Of course, yeah. I thought he wasn't going to come back at all. <laughs> We'll always, I, we'll always come back to you, Nigel. Yeah, I've got a few, a few things to talk about. Yeah, a couple oh. of things. All right, listen, you stay there. Are we going to get a yeah. song tonight? If you want, yeah. I want yeah. a song. I want a song. It feels like a Friday, because it is primarily. I, and I think we need a song, don't you, Catherine? Yeah. Yeah. Not Carrick Fergus, though. What do, what would you give the first hour out of ten? Seven. Really? Only because I hope for more. Oh, I'd give it a five. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's okay. Okay, we can, but I know we can do better. Yes. Okay, let's see where we go. Um, we'll take, see what we'll do in the next hour. We'll take your ratings out of 10 for the first hour. Give us a call. 0344 This dear listener is Talk Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk.
344-4499-1000. Nigel, stay there. We will come to you in a minute. That, uh, the, the, the first Mamas and the Papas album, the cover, is wonderful. It's the four of them in the bath with Michelle. I mean, Michelle's looking hot. Cassie's looking hot. They're all, everyone's looking hot, but weird in that weird kind of slightly geeky way that, that some 60s band looked. And it's, they're just sat in the bath and then there's the toilet is to the next. It's, it's the weirdest cover, man. But I love the Mamas and the Papas. Such a strange band. Uh, hashtag free Britney, Catherine. Remind yes. us for, for those people that may have missed it last week when we spoke about this. Last week we were looking up to speak to Britney Spanos who writes for Rolling Stone magazine and she was talking, I got her on because I was looking online and I found a brilliant article she'd written with kind of the background to the free, hashtag free Britney campaign, which if you don't look too closely, it just looks like a kind of online conspiracy thing. But there's so much more to it. Um, we spoke to Brittany and she told us about the court case that's already started. It was... But explain what Free Brittany is. Free Brittany, right, okay. So you'll remember Brittany's uh, well-documented uh, meltdown that yeah, she had. Mental yeah. health problems that have been uh, all over the newspapers. There was footage of her being wheeled uh, away in, a, in in an ambulance at one point. It was kind of the first great big celebrity meltdown that was caught on 24-hour kind of entertainment news channels and stuff like that. Since then, her dad, um, Jamie Spears, was put in charge of kind of her care and also um, her finances and there's been some controversy as to whether she's fit enough to do that for herself anymore whether he's a fit guardian all that kind of stuff lots of speculation on the hashtag free Britney um, campaign uh, websites and stuff Twitter is full of gossip so we were trying to kind of sort through what was fact and what was speculation and Britney's back because Evening, Brittany Spanos, all the way from the United States of America. Things have moved on, haven't they, Brittany? There was a court case. Yes. Was it yesterday, the court case, Brittany? It was on the 18th. There was a hearing. It was The hearing was scheduled months ago, um, following the hearing that happened in May. And this was a follow-up hearing. There was supposed to be an evaluation that happened. Um, and as we spoke about last time, there were some things that had happened more recently, including her dad was taken off as a conservator. Um, following harassment charges filed against him by Britney's ex-husband, Kevin Sutterline, who maintains primary custody of their two sons. And so there was some speculation about how that would affect, but they had reporters in there. They were about to have the hearing. Britney's dad was in there, Britney's mom, the current conservator, who is her personal manager, was at the hearing. They decided to close the files because of all the personal information about Britney and her sons. They had the reporters leave the room. The hearing lasted about 30 minutes, and now um, it will actually happen or continue in January. We really have very few details about what was spoken about in that he- an initial hearing, but it looks like not much. Okay, and, and so the reason they are they kicked all the journos out is because there was mm-hmm. details about her kids, but also th- I read about that her kids and Brittany. And, yeah, and Brittany, a lot of details keep- about her mental yeah. health and, and her condition. Yes. So they wanted to keep some privacy, and Good. the attorneys had requested that the reporters leave. They wanted to keep the files closed because of the very personal nature of the information being spoken about. Um, I, I believe it was probably the the information about the kids that probably tipped it over the edge, though, for the judge to um, allow that to happen. And when did the, were the did they mind the journalists? Did they go, "Oh no, fair play," or did they get a little bit? Did they get a little bit grumpy in those circumstances? 
I'm sure they were a little grumpy about it, but it seems like, like obviously they had to honor that. Yeah. Um, and again, it's a very understandable situation. It is super complicated, and the nature of the discussions aren't super personal because they do deal with not only her mental health, but her finances, everything about her life over the last decade. So, um, it, so it is when the case, understandable. When the, oh, no, it's, it's totally the right thing to do. When the case comes back in January, then, what are they trying to establish? Is it her dad saying, I should be in charge of her? Is it her mum trying to rescue her from her dad? Is it Brittany herself saying, look, I'm a fully functioning adult. I want to be responsible for myself. What, what, uh, what is the end game that they're aiming for? Right now, it's majority speculation about what everyone's motives are. So, basically, Brittany was not in this hearing, and it was never required of her to be in the hearing. She very rarely appears at these. She did appear at the May hearing, which, again, huge, rare occurrence, and had made a lot of people speculate that this is really her mobilizing to get her freedom, in a sense, depending on sort of the details of it, um, back in in this whole case. So no one's really entirely sure what the motivations are. We know that they um, are supposed to have this hearing, supposed to have an evaluation of her, conserv- of her conservatorship, and the evaluation is supposed to occur before this hearing. It's unclear if there was any interruption in it because of the issues with her father. Um, there are also health issues with her father that have been occurring. It's really anyone sort of guess up until January about what's been happening wow. and Again, Brittany has not spoken out about the hearing, about any of the Free Brittany movement. She's kept pretty quiet on all of this. From what I understand, Jamie Spears is still in charge of her money, though, isn't he? He's still conservator of the estate, yeah. Yes, yes. But not of her. And so he's, yeah. And so he basically, he is still in charge of the estate, but he's no longer considered the primary conservator because of the legal issues with Kevin Federline and also his health issues. Right. And were there lots, lots of fans were there as well? Big protests, weren't there? Or support, yeah, support, I guess protests. you'd say. Yeah, so the first protest happened in May when the hearing occurred, um, the first one of this year, and there was a good number of fans that had shown up outside of the courthouse, and it grew. I mean, the numbers were, it seemed like a, a pretty large crowd in L.A. outside of the courthouse um, who were keeping people up to date on what was happening, but... And there was a lot of support from fans, and obviously the movement has grown yeah. so much over the last few months, and um, a really incredible showing of fans. Yeah, it has been. So I say, when I stumbled upon it, I, I thought, oh, this is like a weird little cult. You know, this is a nice little conspiracy theory that'll be fun to talk about. And then the, I, I kind of kept looking and looking, and, and it was, it, I realized it's huge. It's a huge yeah campaign and you're right maybe there's some people doing it for a bit of a laugh but actually a lot of the fans seem to be doing it because they're genuinely concerned that she's being exploited well, and, and also, abused also britney's mom is kind of been getting involved by liking yeah. various tweets and stuff mm-hmm. with their free britney hashtag so it's not like she's staying distant from it yeah and it's interesting because she really hasn't spoken too much about her recent involvement i'm sure there are probably legal reasons around that but she had not been involved at all in the conservatorship. She is not one of the conservators. Um, Lynn Spears has sort of stayed quiet on a lot of this. So it was a big deal that she had even shown up to not only the first conservatorship hearing of this year in May, but her coming to this next, this new one that happened in September. Seems like she will be at the January one. And um, I believe that her a lot of her involvement seems to be that she wants to get involved in any capacity, but it's unclear of 
whether or not that means that she wants to be one of the co-conservators or if she wants to have Brittany be freed of this conservatorship. i got a question, uh, Brittany. When are you going to get a Stevie Nicks tattoo? I'm reading your Twitter feed, <laughs> and from eight hours ago, um, it's, uh, you quote, it's absolutely bonkers, I haven't got a Stevie Nicks tattoo yet. <laughs> when are you going to do it? I mean, I'm hoping soon. I just need to settle on a Stevie Nicks tattoo. I have too many favorite lyrics, too many ideas running <laughs> through my head. I need to find a good one. Um, and very quickly, just because you write for, like, Rolling Stone, and Rolling Stone, you know, is like an iconic... Uh, music magazine and online and it, yeah, I'm an old guy and so I'm fully aware of it. What, when when did you get the gig for Rolling Stone and does it still, you know, you talk Rolling Stone in the 70s was like, my God, Rolling Stone and the cover of the Rolling Stone magazine, wow. Does it still <laughs> have that kind of kudos in 2019 when, when, when you got your first article published, was it like, wow, I'm in Rolling Stone, I'm on Rolling Stone online. D- 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 does it still have that magic? Yeah, it does. I mean, I, I've started in 2015. It's um, over four and a half years now that wow. I've been there. And, um, I mean, it's incredible. I've been able to write two cover stories. Each wow. time felt really, really cool um, and felt very almost famous. And it's, it's awesome. What were the two cover stories you did? Um, on Cardi B in 2017, it was Cardi's first cover story with us and Janelle Monet um, last year. Hey, that's fantastic. Well, I'm, I'm uh, yeah. And have you, last question, and let you get on with your life. Have you met Jam Wenner? Uh, yes, I have. Yeah, yeah. He's the guy that set up Rolling Stone. What, he's also the guy that won't let the monkeys be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, but let's not talk about that. <laughs> what, 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 I mean, because he's the genius behind it. What, what was it like meeting him? I mean, he, I mean, when we were at our old office, he was there all the time and he definitely has relinquished some of his um sort of power over the magazine especially as he's gotten older but i mean he was in the office a lot and you know he's full of stories and has seen a lot yeah oh oh i've still got the the biography i think it is to read and boy oh boy he's seen and and, and done a lot um Brittany, so we love talking to you thank you so much um i guess if if we're all still alive if we could talk in january that would be fantastic yeah, for sure. And if anything yeah, hopefully else... there will be more updates Wicked. in January, um, and hopefully, you know, someone from Brittany's camp will speak out soon and give more details. Well, if anything comes out, we'll we'll get in touch and get you on because I, I, honestly, this, this say what started as a little bit of fun for me online. Actually, I think this is fascinating. I think it's really important as well because it deals with mental health. It deals with superstardom. Mm-hmm. It deals with, you know, with the, the, the individual rights and freedom and, and how we perceive people and how things might look rosy on the outside, but we have no idea what's going on. So I think it's more than the, the kind of plastic story that, that some people might think it is at first glance. Uh, really nice to talk to you, Brittany. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you for having me. Thank you Thanks very much. Brittany. I love Brittany. If you want to follow her on Twitter... It's, um, let me get it. Oh, hey, Brittany. O-H-O-H-E-Y, Brittany, as in the fairies. B-R-I-T-T-A-N-Y. She knows her onions. I've been following her. She's very funny. She's great. She is very funny. Uh, Nigel, you're going to be next, I promise. This, dear listener, is Talk Radio. A star-crossed soapbox for Sailor Boys, Stable Girls, and Stripper Grands. It depends who you're with and it depends on the situation. Late Night Speech Radio with a difference. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. I'm growing a tash and it's looking wicked, right? It's looking wicked. I love I love my moustache. I love it. And here's the thing. Here's, my, here's a prediction I made months ago. Beards are gone. Beards will be out, right? Tashes will be in for a bit. For a bit. 
And I've had a few people tweet me this week saying, I think you were right. I've started seeing loads of moustaches around. I started it. The tash is in fash. Uh, mm, that's good. I like that. Uh, I, I started it. In fact, if you see anyone with a particularly good moustache, could you ask permission, take a picture and tweet us with the hashtag TashFash. Tweet Catherine. Although that might sound like fascist moustache. All right, forget that. Well, no, it sounds like John Fashioner's moustache. If you see John Fashioner with a moustache or you see him sleeping and you can draw one on with a permanent marker... That's Fash Tash. But Aruga. I want Tash Fash. Okay, oh, now we're getting confused. Uh, let's go to Nigel. Hi, uh, yeah. Hello, right. Nigel. Hello, Nigel. Have you ever had a uh, moustache? Hello, Catherine. Hello. Um, I've just, um, just, um, discussed something, something quickly. Ignored. By electricity bill. Yep. Very quickly. Uh, you may be able to put my mind at ease. Because I've got this letter from the 16th of September. It says on the letter. But I spoke to someone on the 18th. In, in Maystone, I, yep. I, I sorted it out on Wednesday, right? If you've sorted it out after that letter, yes. then, it, yes. It, yes. then yes. don't worry I, about the letter. This, sorry, Justin. This letter says I, I owe £700, and it says if you haven't made a payment, uh, I'll be in trouble. But the thing is, it says... Um, oh, hang on, let me read it. Uh, if you do not contact us... Or, but I spoke to a, a lady... Well, you've spoken to them, then. I spoke to a lady on Wednesday, which is the date of, after that. Yep. And she said, um, um, uh, she started a payment plan up, and I said that I'd be paying in a fortnight's time £40 payment uh, each fortnight, right? And she said that was okay. She said they won't cut my electric off, she said. She said that was okay. How come you've got a bill for £700? That's, that's well, a that's lot. Lower than it was before. It's got, no, it's got lower than it was. But then she said... That that's like, my, up. hang on a minute, my, my um, annual electricity bill is about yeah. £700. I live on my own and I'd hardly cook. Yeah. And don't have the, my annual bill, my, a year, is less but, than £700. Um, about they, about they, a little bit more. They said they're going to set up... Um, okay. Um, have you uh, spoken, you know, have you spoken, have you spoken to your advocate? No, I, I don't need to because I've sorted this out. They're going to fix Nigel, it up. Nigel, we have meter. had we have had this we have had this conversation so many times. But she just told. Let me explain. She just no, told me that I don't no, need to worry. I I, no. I, I can pay net smart in a meters, fortnight's time. Smart meters are more expensive. And, and she said they okay, won't. Okay, Nigel, if it, Nigel, if you're just going to talk at me, then I think we're done because well, it, I think I, I shouldn't be worrying about it. Okay, I? okay. You just said to me if I spoke to her before Wednesday. Well, that's before I had the full uh, facts. Wednesday, that was before. Day. That was before I had the full facts, mm-hmm. Nigel. But you don't want to mm-hmm. listen to us, so there's no point in us saying anything. Well, I do listen to you. Okay. Um, you haven't, so, sort, you haven't sorted it. You need to speak to your advocate. I've sorted the telephone bill out, and I've sorted this. I did it all on Wednesday. She said everything was okay, fine. Okay, okay, fine. What else you got for us tonight, but Nigel? You, but you have to wait on a, a waiting list. Nigel, Nigel, yeah, sorry, I can't sorry. talk to you about this stuff because no, no, all it does okay. is it causes unnecessary worry for me and Catherine. And, and you, me. Okay, well, that's, we have, Nigel, we have suggestions for you, and you have no interest in hearing them, so... There's nothing to talk about now, Then why are you telling us? Then don't tell us. I just, I was worried about the letter, that's all. Okay. Um, It does, it does say contact citizens advised if you, if you are worried. You've got an advocate. You've got an advocate. Which I haven't now, because he hasn't, he hasn't got back to me. They haven't got back to me, and I kept, I kept leaving messages, and no one's got back to me. Moving on swiftly, uh, Ian. Well, now I feel. Now I feel. Now I. Now I feel absolutely terrible and worried. Oh. oh. 
Britney Spears you were speaking to? No, it wasn't Britney Spears. Nigel, listen, I'm gonna, <laughs> no, just, listen, no, Nigel, we're gonna, we're gonna yeah. leave it for tonight, mate. Right. Oh, I haven't got very much to say. Just that I've got, um... Okay, Nigel, Nigel, uh, listen, yeah, have yeah. a great weekend and maybe we'll speak next week, okay? Okay, yeah. Good luck. Thanks very much. I don't know what to say. So £700 electricity bill. And they're going to put in a meter. A meter's the, the card, the key thing. Now... The, the car, the key payment was significantly higher tariff in the past, but I don't know if that got sorted when, wasn't, wasn't Ed Miliband talking about when he was running for prime minister about capping the tariffs, including the key meter. And didn't David, someone will know better than me. Did David Cameron, in the back of my head, I'm sure I remember David Cameron implementing that policy that was originally Ed Miliband's and lowering the tariff for key meters. Because famously, key meters, and I've been on a key meter in the past when I was signing on and was not working, key meters, which are generally used by the most vulnerable, poorest people, were the highest electricity tariff. So the people with the least amount of money were paying the highest rate for electricity. I am sure I heard that David Cameron, Cameron, Cameron sorted that out. But I might have, I might be mistaken. If you've never tuned in before, Nigel is a regular caller, and we, Catherine more than me, actually, Catherine behind the scenes, me on, on the air, but Catherine has done a lot more legwork than me. Um, we have really helped Nigel. It's a really tough year. His mum died, and, and, and a lot of bills have been piling up, and we've, we've really tried to help. But it, it, it has since turned out that a lot of the things that Catherine helped put in place, namely an advocate to deal with Nigel's financial situation um nigel has decided he doesn't want to use the advocate anymore which is totally within his rights but we have said that if he's not prepared to uh to follow the, the suggestions and, and then get the advice of the the people that we provide him with or we kind of push in his direction then there's not really anything we we can do uh we can do to help and that call um, oh, someone, someone says he, I think he was on about a smart meter that automatically sends your figures to the company. He may have been actually Villa and Broncos. He may have been. Thank you. Thank you. You could be right there. You could be right. Um, those calls leave me really upset because yeah. I feel very anxious and I feel very worried. And, and I think I can see how this story ends. I think I can fast forward the tape to 12, 18 months down the line and I, I, I don't think it has a great ending. What else can you do? I'm really concerned about this idea that the advocate is not phoning back. Well, do we know that he's definitely phoned the advocate? Well, and he has because said as you remember, past, he said I can do it myself. Well, as, you, as he said there, he sorted out the phone bill. Well, he didn't. Mm. He didn't. And he did say to us once that he told the advocate he didn't need him, yeah. didn't he? Yeah. We can't do any more. We can't do any more. And if our. We can't do any more. 
344 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Let's go to Michael. Good evening, Michael. Hi, Ian. You're right. I'm very well, Michael. What have you got for us tonight? Oh, I just want to echo some stuff you were saying there about Nigel. You could not do any more over the last couple of years for Nigel, you and Cass. At all. Thank you, mate. There's nothing else you could have done. You've been so good to him. I feel... I've got a really horrible feeling in my chest now. And I guess that feeling is concern. Is concern. Because I can... I'm not going to tell you how I predict this will end. But I think you can probably guess. And maybe... Maybe it would be the best. I don't know. Thank you, Michael, for saying that. Because we, we, Kath and I often come away after calls like that going, did we do the right thing? Should we have, you know, should I have given him some money? Should we have done this? We... But what, I don't know what more we can do, Michael. I really don't. Ian, I know what your prediction is. You've told us before. Oh, yeah. did I say it on air? Oh, you have. You have. You've told us. Okay. Okay. Well, uh, maybe him getting kicked out and, and uh, maybe he has not hit his rock bottom yet where... But then there's me being optimistic that the system is then going to pick him up no. when he hits up, hit rock bottom. The system's not they picking won't. him up now. The system, the system knows about him. I've spoken to people at the council about him. And as far as they're concerned, he's fine. Yeah. He's yeah. not fine. Mm. Clearly. Obviously. We know that. It's obvious. But you're right. It's, it, it, what world? What world we live in, Michael? You're such a caring manian, so... Yeah. Come and, come here and give me a... a Kiss. No, 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 no. <laughs> inappropriate. Inappropriate. Michael! Whoa, whoa! whoa. Yeah, not, uh, <laughs> Michael, what can we do for you this evening? Right, so you had a um, clairvoyant on a Monday. We had, yeah, we had uh, Clinton Baptiste came in, yes. The most controversial guest we've had for ages. No, we've lost it. listeners as a result of that. You told me he was uh, in Waterford tonight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What for Palace Theatre? Did you go and see him? Oh, my God. I went to see him. He was incredible. Oh, thank God for that. I thought he was going to ask for a refund. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you owe me 20 <laughs> quid, Lee. Ian, he was brilliant. Was it good? Absolutely brilliant, yeah. Did you go as a result of hearing him on the show? Yes, absolutely. Oh, I, was, I was a bit sceptical at first when I heard him, but yep. I thought, hang on, maybe this guy's onto something. Yep. Um, Oh my goodness! The did best live show I've seen in such a long time. Oh wow! I would, I will tell him. Did he get? I mean, did he speak to any spirits? Did he, did he get any predictions right? Um, huh? after a while, he did. Yeah. Okay. He was, um, yeah, he's plowing away, but he, he, he's such, he's so clever. He's great with the crowd. He had a great show. Unbelievably brilliant. Oh, mate, I'm, I'm texting uh, Clinton now. Uh, telling him that you, you went and saw him as a result. That's brilliant, Michael. I'm really, really pleased you enjoyed yourself. Thank you for letting us know. He was brilliant, Ian. Okay. Are you saying I'm not brilliant? What are you eating? And I'm walking as, as we're talking. So your feet sound like a mouth chomping, do they? They do. No, I'm not eating. I promise you I'm not eating. I promise you. Why is he lying about eating? It's because, got... because he's wearing some sort of... Um... Heavy Flip, flippers. <laughs> flippers. <laughs> <laughs> it's a nice, yeah, um, it's a nice theatre, Watford Palace, isn't it? It's beautiful, yeah. And then he played to the crowd. He came out to the crowd. Yep. He, uh, he teased the crowd. Yeah, yeah. It's all about the crowd. He's exceptional. <laughs> he's, he's exceptional. Michael, I'm glad you enjoyed it, and thank you for letting us know. I'm going to text Clinton right now. In fact, this is Talk Radio. The late night alternative with that man, Ian Lee. <laughs> 
There's no strangers here, just friends you haven't stalked on Facebook yet. Have never sent my picture to anyone who didn't request it. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Yes. Mm. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Let's go to Jamie. Good evening, Jamie. Hello. Hello, Jamie. Greetings from North Wales. Hello, um, North Wales. Indeed. Um, what I'd like to say, really, um, about um, the meters, you know, in uh, the electric meters yes. in people's houses. Yes. I rather think the tariff is quite um, is quite high for the poorer people. Is this that we're talking about? Because we're talking about the key meters, right? Where you go to the shop on the corner and you top it up with twenty quid. Pay point, yes, indeed. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I believe that's quite, you know, um, the tariff we're charged is quite high. Right. Um, my belief, obviously, should, um, this should be subsidised significantly um, to enable poorer people, such as myself, to be able to um, get a leg up in society. Yeah. Um, I, I, to, agree. I agree. It seems ridiculous that the poorest people should pay the most for well, stuff like that. <clears throat> Well, it goes with credit, doesn't it? I mean, poor people pay enormous credit rates. You know, if you want to lend money or something like that, it's like 1,000%. Uh, rich people, you know, they get 7% APR. This, the whole system... Well, he, he, okay, let's do it. The whole capitalist system is screwed. It doesn't work. Mm. Indeed. And um, my belief is that, uh, obviously... Yes. Um, poor people like myself should be able to um, lift ourselves out of poverty, you know. Uh, you, should, and, you need to uh, come up with an invention or have a hit single. <laughs> you need one of those two things. That would be lovely, wouldn't it? One of course. those two things, Jamie, could turn it all around for you. Well, <laughs> sadly, I can't uh, provide those inventions. But, no, of um, course not. I'm teasing. Um, you know, I, I, I think I would like... To obviously up my position in society, yeah. Um, you know, and uh, I think I'm held back by the whole system. The whole system around us yeah. seems to be totally like fixed towards profit, making profit, Courses. charging poor poor people more money. You what, know, what else do poor people charge more money for? Well, my experience is credit. Yeah. Right. If I want to lend money, I don't have money today, but yeah. I want it tomorrow, yeah. and I can pay it tomorrow, I have to pay, like, extortionate fees, beyond which, you know, an average credit card would provide. But why can't, can you can't get a credit card? Um, yeah, I've had that in the past, sadly, but, um, you know, uh, I think people go through situations in their life where, perhaps, situations change and you know they can't afford credit cards anymore and their credit rating goes down you know what i mean yeah 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 of course of course well i'm i uh i agree with you and i can't disagree with you and i i i, I don't know what else to say apart from i wish you the very best of luck and i hope things um pick up at some point Oh, thank you very much. Thank you, Jamie. Thank you. Thanks, man. Thanks. I appreciate your uh, your perspective on that. And, uh, yeah, I wish you the very best of luck. It's, 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 it's all, the, <laughs> the world is unfair, shocker, you know. <laughs> it's, it's pretty obvious. It's all screwed yeah. up. Yeah. Thank you, Jamie. 0344-499-1000 is the uh, telephone number. Um, 
A sea of glowing, this is from the Times, a sea of glowing screens emerging from the crowd is a common sight at concerts as fans use their phones to record their favourite songs. But now one of the world's biggest stars has acted against what many see as the menace of mobiles at gigs. Madonna has banned phones from her Madame X World Tour that started in New York this week. The promoter confirmed that the ban would be extended to the tour's 15-day residency at the London Palladium in the West End in next year, making it the first big mobile-free concert in the UK. Um, Good luck with that. She's totally out of touch. She's to- the world has changed. She's totally, totally out of touch. The concert, I, I think she's doing it because she's lousy live now. Uh, I think that's what it is. The whole concert scene has changed. One of my favourite artists, right, is Arthur Lee. He's dead now. He's the lead singer of Love. And he was a very, very bitter man because he got fleeced by record labels. He was a little bit racist. He thought he was always being fleeced by the white man. He's a black guy. He was always being fleeced by the white man. But I've been at a gig where someone was filming it on quite a big video camera. Um, and he picked up the camera and smashed it. And he saw someone with a tape recorder and picked it up and smashed it, right? Then he went to prison for eight years. And within that time, um, the internet and mobile phones had kind of come out. And um, he came out and the band said to him, uh, Arthur, just to let you know, everyone records concerts now. Everyone shares them online. No one's losing money because no one was ever making money out of them. But it's the norm. All right. So if you see someone with a camera filming, it, he said, just let him do it. That's what happens now. And that is it, for better or worse. I mean, I remember back in the day, the 80s and the 90s, you go down to Camden or to a record fair and there'd be a guy with a big row, big rack of VHS videos, Oasis Live, you know, the Divine Comedy Live, the big, all stuff filmed, say the Beatles, not the Beatles, but all stuff just filmed, you know, from the audience and, and, and that would get sold. There wasn't millions being made there, but you could argue that people were getting fleeced and stuff because it was being sold. But now it just gets shared. Everything gets put up on YouTube, for better or worse. That's the way it is. So to try and not have mobile phones at a big rock concert, a comedy club, I get it. Comedy club is different. Yeah. Comedy club is different because once you could argue once you've seen the gags, it well, kills I, it. Why would I pay to go and see that? And and also it's a much more intimate. If you're in a comedy club, it's a much more intimate thing. It can be very intimidating for the person on stage. They see a red dot. For, you know. Well, it's like a play. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, a tour source said, Madonna wants to have an intimate experience with her audience. I love it when I, you still sometimes you go to gigs and you get your phone out. I don't, I don't, I don't one of those that holds the phone up for the whole thing. But if there's a song that means something to me, I'll film the song, right? Or, 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 you know, I'll film the song, but I'm very respectful. I don't hold it above my head. I kind of hold it and make sure that it's not in any, it's, it's only in my way. And I do it for, I do it for a song and that's, or maybe half a song. That's it. Um, but still sometimes at gigs, you'll see these big burly security men, if you're near the front, will come and put their hands up in front. Yeah. You think, come on, man. This is not. Madonna wants to have an intimate experience with her audience. With how many thousand people? Without phones up in the air and screens separating fans from the performance. No, she doesn't. She doesn't want videos of YouTube of her being out of tune, mm. like the Eurovision Song Contest thing, yeah. where, the, the, where the, the thing that was broadcast was terrible. The thing that was uploaded a few hours later, hmm, suddenly she was in tune. Um, phones are just distracting, and the first two nights of the tour without them were really phenomenal. People loved it and appreciated it. 
They could just enjoy the show and interact with each other with nothing obstructing the view. But that's not what a performance is now. That's not what it is. It's evolved. And they're more likely to be watching her on a big screen anyway than be able to see her properly in any case. So it's not the same thing. Madonna, 61, is far from the first artist to get frustrated at fans using their phones at gigs. Three years ago, Adele paused her performance to ask one concert goer to stop filming her and enjoy it in real life rather than through the camera. Promoters have also blamed fan footage. Listen to this nonsense. Promoters have also blamed fan footage on YouTube for falling toward DVD sales. No, no one buys, no one apart from me buys DVDs anymore. No. That's why tour DVD sales have dropped because no one buys them. No. And also the Adele thing. Okay, I remember seeing that. But I also remember seeing some really great footage of someone proposing and her bringing them up on stage and being a big thing and also being great advertising for Adele. She sees that. She knows. Several singers, such as Alicia Keys, such as Alicia Keys, Jack White, have already implemented mobile bands in the US, and a few comedians, such as Chris Rock, have done so in the UK. Well, didn't Chris Rock play play the O2? All right, buddy, try and stop me filming you in the, the back of the O2. The tour source said the band was important as Madonna was playing more intimate venues, like theatres, where people were seated. In such places, holding up a phone could obstruct the view for others. I would say it would do it less. I've seen a show at the Palladium. And we were sat fairly high up, me and my son. And if I'd have held a phone, it was raked. Yeah. So if I if I'd have held a phone, no one would have no, no one would have been distracted. It's a different situation to an arena. Hey, maybe we're wrong on this, dear listener. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. If you want to give us a call and say you totally agree with it, I'm not. I'm you know. I'm, I think right. I get why it's a shame to live looking your life uh, looking at things through a lens. I get that, right? People do it. I think people take su- what they are as souvenirs. That's the way people live these days. Yeah. As long as you're not being a dick about it and it's getting in other people's way, who cares? Who cares? No one's filming the entire thing, are they? Concert goers must put their phones in lockable fabric cases when they arrive. Fans keep the pouches with them during the show, but if they want to make a call or text, they must retreat to certain areas like the lobby where a magnetic device will open the lock. Security staff will eject anyone not, not uh, anyone defying the order. Here we go. Not too long ago, Madonna might have fallen foul of her own ban. Here we go. In 2015, Lin-Manuel Miranda, creator of the hit musical Hamilton, accused Madonna of being on her phone throughout the show. Oh, dear. He criticised her on Twitter, although Madonna denied the allegation. Most Madonna fans who attended the first two shows in New York seemed comfortable with the ban, but others who have yet to attend have voiced concerned, concerns. One highlighted safety tweeting... Jesus, come on. One highlighted safety tweeting, given the tragedy at the Ariana Grande concert, there's a valid reason for people to keep phones. Come on. I can hear some straws being clutched there a little bit. The tour source said users can keep their phones with them on vibrate and retreat to the quieter areas if necessary. I think that's a little bit, Jeff. Or, this is just Madonna getting people talking about her concert again. Oh, Madonna! Have we fallen for you? I'd like to go and see Madonna. If anyone's got a couple of free tickets, I don't want to pay necessarily, but I'd go and see um, Madonna at the Palladium. The Palladium's a great venue. It's nice, you know, intimate theatre. It wasn't the... Maybe it was the Palladium I saw where I mostly can't remember. James, we'll come to you in a second. 03444991000. This is Talk Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. 
By the way, if you come and see any of our stuff, you take pictures and film as much of it as you want. We Just actively... film it in landscape, not portrait. Yeah, we actively encourage it. Yeah. Take pictures in portrait or landscape, I don't care, but if you film it in landscape, if I see you film it in portrait, you will be tossed off uh, the premises. So, but you come and film whatever you want, we don't care. We don't care. 0344 Good evening, James. Hello, hello, hello. Hello, 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 hello. How, how is everyone? None of your business. Good, good. Um, no, I went <laughs> so to a gig usual. in... <laughs> I went to a gig in America, and I think Chris Rock did it um, at the O2, no, Wembley. Yeah. As well, what they do is they confiscate your phone, stick it in this little foam black envelope thing, yeah. so you can't access it through yeah. the entire gig, and they do this for all twenty, thirty thousand people. What? All of them though? Do they keep every it? single phone? Do they, they keep it or do you get it back? No, you, you you have your phone, but it's in this envelope that you can't rip. Trust me, I've tried ripping this flipping envelope open. Gosh. And so, but you have designated areas where you can access your phone that's outside the venue if you've got like an emergency call or something, but you can't access this phone outside these areas. Feels to me like the only answer for the diehard bootlegger now is to take a sketch pad and load of pastel crayons in there and do like a court yeah. report type thing. Or a nice brass rubbing. Yes. By the way, can I just um, pay tribute uh, to all of the video bootleggers in the 1980s? The guys and the gals that smuggled in video cameras the size of suitcases to film uh, really poor quality VHS bootleg videos. Because I've got loads of them. I still got them. Thank you. Thank you for your hard work. I, God knows how you smuggled that camera in. But let's just say that is appreciated. Mm -hmm. um, I thought you were being sarcastic there, but you're not. No. It's, it's no, no, it's <laughs> no, I'm not. Without, I'm, without them, where would we be? Exactly. Well, we got we got treasures. I've got so many. I'm sorting out my monkeys' VHS bootlegs from the '80s and converting them to digital because that's how geeky I am. Um, and they are uh, they are absolutely uh, joyous. I'm I'm loving it. Um, but so, who did you go and see then? So you that you had to put um, your phone in a wallet. There's an old old punk band called the Misfits. I know, dude, come on, dude, you know you're talking, I know the Misfits. They, they yeah, were in Gem in the Holograms, weren't they? They've called the Misfits. No, it's not just different Misfits. Oh. Actually, I was watching your old, um, an old interview with you and Frank Sidebottom, oh. and he pulled out a little puppet of, um, of him as a Misfit. I think he said he was, it was kissed or something. Oh, was that on his TV that? show? I, was that on his TV show? Yeah, it was, yeah. yeah. Fantastic one. But, um, yeah, it was the Misfits. I think it's because they're kind of crappy sounding now. Right. And he didn't want footage getting out. And he did flipping well, not, you know, not getting this footage out on YouTube. And any video that did make it, somehow, he immediately, he was on the case, and um, this is the singer, and took it down. Well, that's the uh, thing. If there's, if, there's, if, there's, if there's 15, 20 clips of you, it's easy to get taken down. If there's 5,000 clips of you, that's, that's, that's a, okay. a, a week of... Filling out copyright claims, which is yeah, um, a pain it, in the it, bum. It worked really well. This whole envelope thing, and I think that's probably what Madonna's going to do. But can you imagine how much that costs to get staff yeah, to implement the envelopes, yeah, to get all the envelopes, and guess off. and guess who's paying for it, James? Us. Yeah, beyond your that's whacked onto your ticket. She ain't paying yeah. for it. It's whacked onto your ticket fee. No, I know. But you know what? My point is, it was okay and. People spoke more. It was actually quite old oh. school feeling in that nobody ha was holding phones up. People lived in the moment. So I, I, 
I see why they did it. Actually, no, I don't, it's from a totally different point of view. It felt, it felt nice, you know? You're talking to a bootleg master. I once smuggled in a stereo recording Sony Walkman, an expensive one, down my pants into a Neil Diamond concert at Wembley Arena. I was, I was terrified I was going to get busted. I didn't get busted. I made a brilliant stereo, stereo microphone, beautiful stereo bootleg recording. So, all right, I'll just do that, Madonna. How did you make the recording? Did you have to, like, open your flies and point the mic out? You're disrespectful. What? Your disrespect. Bootlegging is an, is an art. Mm. It's an art form. It's a real skill, right? And I, I had it great. I took it out of my trousers. Okay. Or I suggest, okay. I suggest sticking your phone on record, then putting it in the envelope. You've got it recording the whole night long. There we go. You see, well, but is the envelope, does, does the envelope, is it not act like a Faraday cage and stop? I don't think it's soundproof. I think it's just to stop you fiddling on it. Oh, so in I that case. Yeah. Stuff recording. James, thank you very much indeed. In that case, stuff it then. Just go and do it. Uh, evening, Mike. Hello. Are you alright? Spoke well. None of your business. Why is okay. everyone asking? Everyone's asking that tonight. Because it's, we've softened. Do they know <laughs> something? Is it, is, 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 is someone, someone know something? We don't know. Mm. Uh, it's just a generic pleasantry. Yeah, isn't it? Not, it has not, no real meaning. Don't really care. Anyway, how are you, Mike? Um, don't I'm care. Right. So, Quite what well. do you want? <laughs> I, I agree, rarely, it's a agree with Madonna. Okay, here we go. We've got a talking point, because it's a talking point. I like it. First one, <laughs> yeah. I think there should be some kind of, um, and some degree of respect for the wishes of the artist. If they're saying don't record it, don't record it. Some people say I don't care, it goes I down. think they're wrong to say don't record it, because I think the concert experience and industry has changed massively it is not what it's like no one no one holds up lighters now that people hold up the they turn on the light on their mobile phone and they hold that up looks much better than lighters and no one burns their fingers concert experiences have changed old lady can i also point out that yes. for a lot of people this is a once in a lifetime experience the prices on those tickets are so high is it terrible to want to take a little bit of it home with you? Well, that kind of relates to my next point. I very rarely go to concerts. I've probably been to, uh, I reckon, five, six, seven my whole life. I'm 36. They're not really, really? massive in my scene. It is not my scene. I don't usually enjoy it. I get annoyed when I sit down halfway through. And just think, oh, oh I, like sit I like sitting down. So now I like to sit down in a concert, and I get annoyed when they start playing fast ones, and you've got to stand up, <laughs> and you say, oh, come on, man. And what you really don't like is when they try and get everyone to clap along. Oh, here's, here's my tip, Mike. Uh, next concert you go to, and I learnt this a long time ago, so, some of the fast songs, you'll be tempted as soon as, oh, I love this one. <laughs> you can't keep that up for four minutes. You cut, so just don't. Just I, I, don't. Don't it's clap along. It's not the fitness aspect of it. I can manage the fitness aspect. Okay, not a tough guy here. Clapping is classified as fitness now, is it? <laughs> the, the, the last concert I went to, <laughs> which I enjoyed enormously, was Macklemore, actually on not your cup of tea. Yeah. But I'm six foot one, and all these dudes in front of me were holding up phones. I was like say, six, foot, you know, six rows back, standing rows back. Yeah. I couldn't see to the phones. I was like, this is. I think you might be exaggerating slightly. I'm not couldn't see, but my my. There we yeah. go. <laughs> Come on, Mike. <laughs> well, it was distracting. Anyway, my 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 field of vision was significantly obscured. Tell them to put by it the down. number of mobile phones in front of me. Tell them to put it down. 
There was about 150 people in front of me. Right. Here's what you need to do. Get in early and get a better position. Make <laughs> yourself one of those things that they used to do on Blue Peter for royal visits. You know, one of those um, periscope. A tubes. periscope. <laughs> yes. <laughs> get that bad boy out. Let's see. Put the phones down. <laughs> no. I'm, I think you've, you've put me off going to concerts now. <laughs> oh, no, la lady, make good point. Me think. <laughs> lady, make good point. <laughs> Um, I know what you mean. I know what you mean, Mike. It is distracting, but I mean, if it's directly in your face, if it's someone with a tablet, you're going to get a punch in the back that of the neck. I uh, also, I mean, I, maybe it's my view on society. I just think I, I, my my brain captures memories for me. I don't know why you need to. I don't know why someone needs to record it because I reckon the odds are a vast majority of people never ever ever watch that video or look at that picture again. i think people remember stuff i think but okay speak personally i think i remember stuff better when i am thinking to record it because i'm not looking through the screen i just i'm not living it through a glass screen i'm still looking at the thing i'm checking that yeah i've got it in shot and i'm still looking at the thing and i think the fact that i've i've got my phone out and i'm doing that makes me remember it better in my brain that sounds like bullshine. I'll get stuffed. I'm, I'm, well, okay, here's an idea then. Why don't some concerts just have phones and some concerts not? And and my easy thing is, I kind of guess that's my early point. If Madonna says don't use your phone, then just don't get serious if you want to use your phone. If Paul McCartney says use your phone, go see him. It's simple. What if Madonna says erotic, erotic, put your hands all over my body? Will you do it? Um, no, because when I was 13, I had a teacher called Mr. Denton. And he said, uh, I can ask you his voice, when I think of Madonna, it makes me get an erection. And looking back, you probably would get reported to the police for that now. So I just think of Mr. Denton, and he had a hairy Adam's apple. Thank you very much, Mike. Gosh, um, that was a full and complete answer. Very detailed response there from Michael Ben. We'll come to you after the news. Very, uh, well, that, that was, that really went somewhere I didn't expect it to go at all. Thank you, Mike. Well, the inside explains a lot, actually. Uh, another hour of this nonsense to go. Uh, we've got a talking point. This is finally three and a half years in. We've got a talking point. Uh, banning phones at concerts. We talk about that. We've got other bits and uh, pieces as well. Uh, and you can call us about anything. You know the score here, dear listener. Very simple. Uh, Ben's going to be first when we get back, but then you could be after him. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. This is Talk Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Here's a message from the Haters Club. Dedicated to the one I love. I've been cursed by your wicked kiss. Once felt it's forever missed. Forever missed. I'm a member of the Haters Club. And I'm hating every minute of me without you, you without me. Give me some. Give me some of that misery. That misery. I'm a high hater. I run with the best like a fader. In the witch of the west. Poisoning apples to make you ill. Like cruel and I'll set you up for the kill. It's such a twisted state of bliss. Indulging in such hatefulness. 
I can't get anything in my name now. You can't get a mobile yeah. phone? I actually rang up Virgin the other day. Yeah. And the only thing they will offer me would either be a SIM-only contract or some really, really bottom end of the scale brick, basically. So, yeah, unless you've got credit history... You can't get anything. Oh, cause phones now, you, people don't buy the phones. It's, I live such a different life, Ben. I live a very lucky life, but I, I always, if I want a phone, I'll buy a phone. I ain't getting tied into no 18 month, two and a half year contract. None of that nonsense. Okay, so you lease, you, you're paying for the phone over the thing. Okay. Um, yeah. Okay, uh, I, I would have absolutely no idea as to how you would turn that around. The only thing I can do is I can get a brick. Yeah. Or a semi-only contract, and what? it's just, it's ridiculous. What, you don't want an you iPhone, know, though, they're crap. But, uh, wouldn't oh, it work? I would never go with Apple anyway. Wouldn't it work if you were to get one and just have it for that time, and then you'll build up your credit history? Yeah, that's the thinking, but then I can go with a certain network, again, not mentioning any names. Um, I can go with a mid-range phone, which would suit me just fine, yeah. and it's pretty much, the specs are pretty much the same as top of the range phone. What do you want a phone to do? Just get a phone! What do you want it to do? No one gets bricks anymore. You don't get bricks, just get a phone! Get whatever phone <laughs> If you want a phone, get whatever phone they're offering! On my current income, which is very little due to the fact that I am so ill, I can't afford a lot. Well, just get a cheap so phone. I've get what you can afford. Careful. Get a cheap phone, then. That's what I'm going to do. Well, do it then. Pay as you go, surely. I will. Right? At the minute, I'm on pay as you go. That's yeah. it. I'm on a gift so, gaff. Gift gaff's great. I'm on gift gaff. So am I. I'm a big celebrity. I came third. I don't know if anyone knows this, right? I came third on I'm a Celebrity Get Me Out of Here 2017, The Jungle. We often refer to it as The Jungle. It's that show. I came third. I'm on gift gaff. I'm on 20 quid a month know, on GiftGaff, because I was using a bit more data, so I went up from the £15 a month package to the 20 quid a month package. I'm on the 10. Wow. Yeah. Mm -hmm. but what, about, what is it with all these settings, though? Because I cannot get them to work. Oh, is that because your everything was in your wife's name? Work it out, man! No. Work it out What YouTube, watch a YouTube instructional video, go onto the forums. The settings are easy, what are you talking about? Well, I input it. The MS settings and it deleted my data settings. Unlucky, mate. Put data settings in. Do you? Deleted in the what? Uh, do you MRS think? Settings. Do you think? Can I ask you a question, Ben? That may be controversial. So I want Separate. you to take in a deep breath and let it out before I before you answer. Right? <laughs> Go for it. Um, do you think that? Stuff. Do you think that some of the problems that seem to be surrounding you at the moment could be your fault? I already know that. I know the fact that, you know, it, as I say, it takes a lot for me to ring up a national radio show, speak to you guys, speak to the nation. Yeah, well. And, you know, I, I'm trying to patience myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I struggle day to day trying to keep my temper, trying to keep me calm. Yeah trying to cope with day-to-day -day life sometimes, but I'm taking each day as it comes. You know, okay. I'm well, that very special lady. I'm happy three, three, in that respect. But 
I think sometimes I do get what's the word I'm looking for? I do get, you know, anxious. Yeah, overwhelmed. Yeah. Let me tell you something, Ben. You listening? Yep. You're a good man. You have a good soul. The world is not out to get you or to make life hard for you. Patience is the key and you can achieve what you want to achieve. You have the skills within you to do that and you have, you are loved. Take that away and do with it what you will. Oh, I will. Thank you, Ben. No worries. There we go. Oh, three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. Let's go to Jesse. Good evening, Jesse. Hello, Ian. Hello, Jesse. Hello, buddy. Hello. Buddy. I feel see you as friends now. Oh, oh. don't turn up at my house un- uninvited. You and will not be let in. Because I'm having a bad pain night tonight. A bad pain night. You're helping me through it. Sounds I like um, a sex club. The order for the vinyl. You put the you put the order in, have you? Yeah. I did it at quarter to eleven. Yeah. Okay. Well, well done. Good. Well, then, then you're gonna, you're gonna get one. Oh, what have I said? I no one like that. <laughs> what I want to talk about. Yes. Is uh, Nigel brought up a sore point. Okay. On a general term. Back to that sex but, club. Uh, yes. I know. Uh, the the power companies really do take advantage of people like us that are vulnerable. Yeah. Uh, but I was just thinking, you can get on priority because of his age. Here's the thing, we can't, and I know what you're doing, Jesse, and thank you, and it's appreciated, but we, we, we can't give any more advice to Nigel. We I can't, people, people, I know it is a shame. Um, people, you know, we've had lots of people getting in touch and tweeting us with, you should do this and you should do that. We can't, we've done Sorry, everything. No, 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 I'm not having a go at you. I'm just, it's, in fact, it's good that you've said that because we've had <laughs> a few people suggest that online. And it gives me the opportunity to say thank you. Uh, it is all appreciated, but trust us, me and, and in particular in this, this regard, Catherine, we have done everything we can. We've spoken to yeah. everyone we can speak to. It's out of our hands now. It's, it's in Nigel's slightly greasy in as much as things keep falling through his fingers, hands. And, you know um, how much you are trying to charge me a month? I don't know, Jesse, no. Single person. Go on. Just be, I only use a little bit of extra electric because I've got a wheelchair, yeah. electric, uh, you know, the medical beds. Yeah. It's only pence, £200. They started charging me 60 and 80 that was fine. But once they started 200 I, I refused to pay. Okay. Ridiculous. Well, there you go. Um, I do not like people, and a lot of people, it's mm. a standard tariff they put us on. Yeah. And you can't I, get out of it. I like, I, I'm a switcher. I'm a switch. Yeah, but you can't switch if you oh. owe them money. Oh, well, don't, yeah, I suppose so. I suppose mm. so. It's a, it's a... But it's bad, isn't it? It is bad. It is lousy, Jesse. You shouldn't be spending money on two idiots making a crap record when no money goes to charity then. What? Sorry? What do you mean? I'm talking about us, you muppet. No, you're wonderful. We are wonderful. Yeah. You're a silly sausage and you're making, oh, me, you're making me blush. Jesse, have That's a good night. That's why I like to ring and you help us. So many of us. Well, thank you. You're very, very kind, Jesse. Good evening. You're very kind. I hope the pain gets a little bit better. 
Uh, probably get better around about one o'clock when me and Catherine stop broadcasting <laughs> and Martin Kellner comes on because he's very good. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. This is Talk Radio. Jacked up jive talk for janitors, jazz cats, and gin soaked boys and girls. Jacked them <laughs> If you're awake, you're a welcome. I've got five cactus needles stuck in my. The late night alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Anyone knows why Limmy stopped his stream earlier on tonight? Something's obviously uh, happened. Uh, the late night alternative. Um, let's take call straight to air for the end of the show. We tried to do this last Friday, and of course, the twenty-five million pound studio owned by Mr. R. Murdoch and Ms. R. Brooks uh, didn't work. I think they might have got it done on the cheap. Um, so we'll take calls straight to air and we'll keep our fingers crossed that it works. <clears> oh <throat> three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. You phone up. Uh, don't swear. Don't be libelous. There's a seven second delay. We've talked about loads of stuff tonight. You're welcome to dip into any of that, or um, you can call in about anything uh, you want. See the, the usual old um, a holes slagging off kids and people for. Trying to save the planet today. <laughs> I hope they, I hope they, um, the parents are, uh, fined. Uh, everyone should be sacked. I uh, get stuffed. Get stuffed. They're having a nice little march. Triggered. Yeah, exactly. Snowflakes triggered. Snowflakes triggered. Just let, let them have a little march. Was it, was it not, was it not too, uh, right wing for you? Not, not, it wasn't EDO upset they weren't protesting to save our Tommy. Save our Tommy from a laugh of, uh, laugh inside. Is that what it was? Um, good, good luck to everybody who uh, had a little march today. Well done you. I wish I, um, I wish I could be bothered. Uh, honestly, I wish I could, but I can't. I'm a really lazy man. Uh, good evening, line one. You're on the wireless. Is that me? Uh, it oh, is. It's not you. Do you know who this is, Mr. Lee? Yes, I do, but I'm pretending I don't for part of the, the theatre of Straight to Air. I didn't realise we were doing Straight to Air. I didn't hear by, by the time I was calling you. Yes. I want to talk about a, a song I discovered. Go on then. And 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 the way and the way I've enjoyed this song is thanks to you with the whole pina colada thing. Do you like pinas coladas? Pina coladas. Yep. But everyone's amazed I'd never heard this song. Go on. And it was only recently. And I'm going to hit you. You and Kath are going to see someone who's done a cover version of it. Are you ready? Is it Love Is in the Air? No. That's a great song. Mark Con walking in Memphis. Oh. I'm walking in Memphis. That's a great song. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a little bit. I find it's a blinder or something, don't you think? I find some of the lyrics a little bit ham-fisted. Boy, are you a Christian boy, and sir? I said, Man, I am tonight. I saw the ghost of Elvis, and I said, Union right. Avenue followed him up to the str- uh, gates of Graceland, and I watched him walk too. right through. Right through. Don't, Security, they please, did not see him. They just hovered around his tomb. Don't, There's don't. a pretty little thing <laughs> waiting for the king down uh, in the oh, jungle okay. room. Down in the jungle not, room. I'm actually really going to have to <laughs> I remember seeing Mark Cohen perform that. Is Mark Cohen? <laughs> Mark Cohen? Cohen. Con. I remember seeing Mark. C-O-H-N. Yeah, we know, we know, we've heard of it. I remember seeing Mark <laughs> Con uh, perform. Don't it. say like that in French. That's a very rude word. Okay, I remember seeing Mark Cohen Ooh. perform it live on Pebble Mill. At one. Gosh. Most of my musical performances of watching Pebble Mill at one. I remember him, him, him doing it. He did it live on a, on a, a piano forte. They've got piano. Was, it was Pebble Mill the one where they had that famous, uh, baby, baby, Paul Shane, wasn't it? He was on that one, doing a terrible. He was on that one uh, singing live. Yeah, if you, here's the phone in. Am I right? Show, here's the phone in. Um, musical acts you saw 
on Pebble Mill at one, oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Wasn't there that famous one where the soundtrack went and the band didn't join in? Uh, that wasn't Pebble Paul, Mill. It was Pebble Mill. Yeah. Go on. Paul, something Paul. Something Paul. What's his name? Uh, Nina Paul. Something Paul. Hang on. Something, something Paul. Yeah, something. his name was. On YouTube. His surname was Paul. John Paul. Jean, Jean Paul. Paul. Mm. Owen Paul. Pebble right. Mill. Oh, it's a Millie Vanilli moment. Oh, Owen Paul, he did a good, um... My favourite waste of time. Yeah. Right? Look it up. He completely misses it. Oh, he, well, he obviously can't hear the track playing. Hang on a minute. Owen Paul. I mean, it's beautiful, sheepish It's the first miming. thing that comes up. Owen Paul, Pebble Mill. Uh, oh no, hang on a minute. Here's the first one that comes up. This is for you, Sloop. Hang on. This is, uh... Go on, hit it. Hang on a minute. We've got to just jump past these adverts. Oh, what a time for the internet to stop working. Ah, oh, man. Go to 3G. Oh, do, what? This, this, this place is a real shithole. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm in trouble for saying that. Yeah. Mum, mum. Uh, oh, come on. Hang on. I got my book, by the way. Well done. Congratulations. Said, what a hoot. Uh, it's not going to work. YouTube's not working. Okay. All right. Well, I'm glad you got the book. Thank you very much, uh, for that. 0344-499-1000. Taking calls straight to air as they come through. Um, what have you got for us, Catherine Boyle? All right. I've got this. Using your phone while you poo can cause piles. Um, yeah, yeah. I can vouch for that. Oh, that's what did it, is it? No, no, no. My piles were before, um, mobile phone technology. Oh. I've had piles for a long time. I haven't had piles for ages, actually. My, I think that might be stress-related. My A-hole is in excellent condition. Good. Good news um, for everyone. And that's good. I know that Duncan Barks is listening tonight, so Duncan, if you could pass that around the radio presenters community that my bum is on top form at the moment, just so that those guys know. Bum status normal. Bum status update. It wasn't long ago when American bathrooms were filled with dog-eared paperbacks and back issues of magazines. Here's news for you, America. America Same here. America. All the reading material you could need while you did your business. You know you're constipated if you read all the shampoo bottles as well. That's my little addendum. These days, however, paper reading material is in the jar and is probably pretty scarce. A 2015 survey from wireless carrier Verizon, Verizon, Verizon. It's um, her, like Horizon, Verizon. Yeah, Horizon. Shows that nine out of ten people bring their smartphone with them to the bathroom, but um, prolonged sitting, which can happen if you get very absorbed by your smartphone, can up your risk of hemorrhoids. Gosh. Experts are concerned. Colorectal surgeon Dr. Karen Zagayan explains it's not the actual act of using a smartphone that's a problem. Rather, sitting on the toilet for a prolonged period of time can definitely lead to hemorrhoid problems. But isn't that because if you're there for a long time, it's probably because you're constipated. And if you're constipated, you're probably straining. No. Isn't that it? No. What causes hemorrhoids then? Uh, bad diet, straining. All right, so straining if you're in the toilet for a long time. Yeah, but no, but you're 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 putting two it's things together. It's not just together. sitting down, is it? I sit down a lot. You're I'm putting piles. two things together that don't necessarily go together. You're putting being in the toilet a long time with straining. Those two things don't necessarily go together. Why would you be in the toilet a long time? Do you know? Did your dad not in the in the seventies oh yeah. and eighties after Sunday dinner? He'd take the paper upstairs. Um, and, and go, I'll, I'll be back in an hour. Yeah. And we'd sit in the, on the lavvy for an hour. Yeah. My dad. An hour? What? I'm a dad. I eat food on Sundays. I'm going to roast for a while, actually. I sit, sit on the toilet for an hour. That's insane behaviour. My dad used to call it a constitutional. 
Right, yeah. Which I think is actually supposed to be a walk, but his constitutional would be to go upstairs and blow the toilet up for a good hour, and you could not go anywhere near there. I suppose back in the day, because dads didn't really go for a nap back in the day, and that was how they get their peace from the kids, was was, was to read the Sunday People, or Sunday Mirror, whatever, News of the World, and sit on the lavvy for an hour. And avoid the washing up. Yeah, yeah, I suppose there is, um, an element of, uh, of that. Um, I want some phone calls. We chat the phones are working because we had this last week. We all left very, uh, very downhearted going, but the, uh, the, 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 spent a lot of the show. No one's calling in, guys. It doesn't, it doesn't work anymore. Um, and then we found out that the, the phones, phones weren't work. working. So mm-hmm. let's, let's just have a little check, see? Little check, see? Calling talk radio. Calling talk radio. That's funny, look. Says on the screen, Ian is calling, but that's not me. Ah, look, my numbers. Oh, Jesus, the phone's up. Can we put file a fault report, please? My number isn't coming through. That's not me. No. But let's see. Is this then? Hang on. Hello. Hello. Who's that? Yeah. Uh, can I order a pizza, please? Yeah, of course, man. What do you want? Oh, can I have, uh, what, uh, can I have... We don't do marijuana pizzas, I'm afraid, but it sounds like you got that covered. Oh, oh, shit, oh. Um, I tell you what, why don't you give us a call back when you know what pizza you want. Let's go to line two. Good evening, line. I've not had a, can I order a pizza for ages. Hello, line two. Good evening, Mr. Madami. Bonjour, et uh, dans la pole sur la rythmique. Oh. Le l'amour. <laughs> C'est le pole rythmique. Yeah. Rythmique pole. Uh, l'amour. <laughs> l'amour. L'amour. <laughs> la rythmique, l'amour. Le méthode rythmique. Le um, uh, tempo <laughs> sur la 1, 2, 3, 4. Why do they me? say... Paul, no. here's a question. Why yeah. do musicians... Yeah. Count off one, two, three, four, mm-hmm. and dancers mm-hmm. count off five, six, seven, eight. Oh, there's a thing. It's a good question, isn't it? It's not a joke. Yeah. I don't know the answer. I saw a dancer's clock once. It was great. Sorry. Yeah, all the. You the, saw a dancer's what? <laughs> clock. Clock. Paul. And, and the uh, it was great. And the and the only numbers on there were five, six, seven, and eight. Is it? Well, one would assume uh, this is probably wrong. That that they're that musicians well no that, I was about to say this is silly but I'm going to say it then we've got it out there so if, if it's one two three four the implication is musicians are starting on the second bar but they're not and the, the five six seven eight dancers are starting on the first bar but well, that, well maybe dancing phraseology is two um, bars hang on a minute Catherine sorry we've actually got a musician on the line I was, I was kind of <laughs> yeah but I'm a dancer <laughs> <laughs> I am a dancer. Anyway, Paul. Yeah. Um, can I confound you both and add an alternative solution to yeah, your inquiry? Yeah, go your on. Because Catherine's Kath- um, got an idea and mine is rubbish. Dancers count in, in odd and peculiar times and meters that have, um, they, they have, they make sense to dancers but normally have nothing to do with the way that the music was composed originally. 
This Whereas sounds like a really, really slow burn of, of the of entire bullshit, yes. dance <laughs> industry. He's like, he's just like, because he's in an orchestra, he's slagging off dancers. Well, because, the thing is, right, yeah. what he's saying is, while Paul's at the back of a big hall going, boom, 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 <laughs> the dancers are going, I think that's the scientific reason, yes. Yeah. If yeah. anyone knows, genuinely, uh, it just popped into my head the other day. If anyone knows why musicians count off one, two, three, four, and dancers go five, six, seven, eight, uh, I, would, I would love to know. It doesn't go like that. It goes five, six, seven, eight. Not five, six, seven, eight. I was eight. doing it. I was doing five, it. Five, six, right. seven, eight. All right, guys. Yeah. One, two. Wow! Paul, have you ever done that thing with, you know those sticks you've got with like the big pom-poms on? Yeah. <laughs> Before a big piece, have you ever put them yeah. over your head and crossed them and gone... Um, no. Do it. No, the conductor would be doing that kind of thing. Do it. Thing Next time, do it. Everyone's going to love it. Next no, time. the conductor in the orchestra. <laughs> yeah. Is everyone just pretending to follow him? Because Sometimes, here's yeah. the thing, right, exactly. Because you guys, right, I have nothing but respect for orchestras because an orchestra, you can hand them the music and they'll have a little look through it and go, yeah, okay. And they may never have seen it before and the orchestra yeah. will play it. If it's a good orchestra, note perfect. It's called sight reading, yeah. First time of seeing yeah. it, an orchestra can play a complicated piece of music, first time of seeing it, right? Now, we yeah. all know stories of um, a conductor going, and, and so what was, the, what was the first time you conducted at the proms? Well, I was there to see uh, <laughs> Sir Richard Manuel's version of the Nutcracker Suite, <laughs> and I was suddenly brought, I was suddenly, with minutes to spare, I was suddenly beckoned over to the side of the stage, and Sir Richard had, had actually fallen over and had hurt his thumb. And they asked if I could conduct the orchestra. Well, of course, the London Film Orchestra is one of the best orchestras in the world. And I said it would be an absolute <laughs> honour, but I, I, I haven't rehearsed. And they said, no, 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 don't worry. We know. And that was the first time I ever played at the proms. So we all know stories, right? We all know. We've all oh. heard stories of a, a conductor going, and I just went, you know, I didn't have any rehearsal. And I just went and did it, right? Which makes me think conducting is bollocks. <laughs> Now, I know, I know, Paul, I'm asking you to bite the hand that feeds you. I, I don't want to cause any problems. I don't think he feeds them. I think he just waves his Maybe, about. maybe you want to call back in a few minutes putting on an accent and using a different name. I don't know. But you guys don't need, you just need someone to count it in and then you're away. Uh, yes and no. Yes and no. He sounds really angry. There's more, to, no. there's more to it than the counting, isn't Why there? Why yes and no? Well, look, I, I have worked with guys, and I, can, I, am, I will mention his name because he's dead now. Uh, Lauren Marzell, legend in the classical world, oh, uh, reputedly wouldn't leave his house for a fee of less than one million US dollars. <gasps> okay? Um, I worked with him some years ago now, and I will never forget the experience. I mean, the orchestra was electrified simply because this guy was stood in front of us. Yep. I remember specifically he raised an eyebrow and the reaction from the orchestra in that in that moment was extraordinary but i can equally juxtapose that with um a lesser lesser named less famous 
less able musician who would, he would, I mean, you couldn't question him for his commitment. He would throw himself around. He was fully engaged with the music, but none of that energy was, he wasn't able to transmit any of that energy beyond the podium upon which he stood. Right. All, um, all fur coat and no knickers. Basically, yeah. If I, it's, go on, sorry, carry on, go on. Uh, it, well, I, I, my position is that um, it, it's a spiritual thing, and you can't explain it. Yeah. Some people have it, some people don't, um, and not necessarily all those people who, ha who do have it are in the position to uh, to uh, to represent their art to orchestras, and there are many charlatans out there. Supposing I conducted your orchestra, right? And obviously, I haven't mm -hmm. got a clue. We all, we all. We all think we can do it. We all think we can do it. Of course, of course, we, yeah. obviously it's more complicated than just. And, but if I stood in front of your orchestra and you've got a bit of music yeah. in front, a bit of music, you've got, so you've got, you know, a, a requiem or I don't know whatever, you've got like an overture in front of you, right? And yeah. I'm waving my arms just as I see yeah. fit, right? And pointing at people and doing all that. <laughs> and and the, my arms are getting faster and then as I get tired, they slow down a bit and all of that rubbish, right? Yeah. Would, if you, w would, would it have a, an audible impact on the music? Would the audience be able to go, the, the, the orchestra are playing really badly and it, it sounds like it's the conductor's fault? Or would it, it would still sound really good because you guys. They'd ignore you. Are a world or, whatever, if they were reading me, if you mm -hmm. were reading me, would it, yeah. would it, would it vary in tempo? Would it p speed up and slow down? Well, you see, that's the thing. It depends. There, there are there are times when, for example, we'll get a child out of the audience um, to conduct, quote unquote, conduct the orchestra. Um, and you know, prior to that, we may have been given the instruction: please follow whatever their directions are. Right. Um, in which case, we will oblige. But um, if we are given no instruction, you know, if I clock that the conductor has no idea what he's doing. <laughs> And my eyes straight away go to the principal first violinist, and I will follow him or her. Um, In fact, I, I give you, I, I, well, without naming names, I, I specifically remember, this is some years, some decades ago, actually. Um, I remember being booked for an ensemble that performed in London, and they were hired by a very rich individual um, <clears throat> who had absolutely no idea how to conduct, but was passionate about classical music. And, you know, the, um, the fixer, um, having booked me, I turned up on my first day and I was met by this gentleman who then said, um, just, just keep an eye on the leader. You'll understand what I mean mm -hmm. once oh. I started the rehearsal. And, and I understood very quickly. And, you know, the concerts were entirely coherent, but it had well, absolutely nothing I to don't do want with to, the guy who was... I don't want to embarrass you, Paul. And this is unfair mm -hmm. of me because I'm springing. I actually have a recording of one of those concerts <laughs> with that guy, and this is what it sounded like, guys. This is excellent. There's <laughs> <laughs> Paul. There's Paul. That's me. Bong, yeah. bong, bong, bong.
wasn't great. It wasn't great. But luckily, I don't think the audience noticed. They, you, you, you've got a I don't think they did. Paul, yeah. always nice to talk to you. Thank you very much. I enjoyed that. And thank you for your patience talking to uh, idiots. Um, <laughs> I'm talking about Catherine and the listeners, of course, not right, me. Yes. I know my stuff. Hello, line one. You're on the wireless. Hello, mate. It's Jason Stratham here. <laughs> Whoa, my favourite action movie star, Straith. Let me just turn the old holy lady off. There we go. That's oh, a, good, good. a lot like the boss. Uh, hello, hello, Jason. Is this really Jason Stratham? Well, of course it is, mate. Who else do you think right. it is? <laughs> can, I, can I ask you a question to prove it's you? Of course you can. Out of the four transporter movies, which one do you think is the best? The fourth. Obviously, the it, one that I'm not in, I just catch the old checky doodles. He's, 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 he's a good one. Well, what can we do for you, Jason Stratham? Oh, I was just pointing out the difference why a rock band goes one, two, three, four. It's like Mick Jagger now. And, and the other, the other old, um, dance Don, beat will go five, six, seven, eight. Mate, basically, mate. Rock bands tend to be in a full four-time signature, and dancers tend to be in an eight-time signature, hence the need for a cha-cha-cha to be six, seven, eight, and a rock band to be one, two, three, four. Mm -hmm. I think you'll find that that's the key difference between a passadouble and a classic rock tune. Thank you very much, Jason. That's what I told you. You wouldn't listen. That's all you said at all, I Jason. Did. Stratham. I, well, I, okay. Well, I listen. Obviously, listen to. You're not the only one. Men. Yeah. This is talk radio. Apparently. Set free your mind. Let your fancy take flight. Conversation gets curiouser by the glow of moonlight. The late night alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Pete says this is awkward. But that caller wasn't the real Jason Stratham. I'm 99% sure it was Sir Michael Caine doing a voice. Um, okay, well, uh, you, you, you believe what you want to believe. Uh, there's only 20 minutes um, left. Oh, there's a new rabbit hole. We should tweet that. And there's only about 30-odd, 35 platinum membership cards left. Um, so they'll probably be gone by tomorrow. Gosh. Which is exciting. We've, we've probably sold enough records to well here's the thing back in the day if a record was sold with a give with a, a free giveaway like a platinum membership card it, it wasn't wasn't eligible they're great it wasn't eligible to be in the charts it was bribery oh you see it's bribery be nice having a record but i've got i was thinking of putting one of the record players in the den that i've now got I might put a record player in there it'd be nice wouldn't yeah, it'd it? be nice wouldn't it it'd be nice i'm very tired Ooh, little yawny yawn. We're taking calls straight to air. My voice is going a bit as well. Taking calls straight to air for the last 15 minutes of the show. Catherine, what's the phone number? 0344-499-1000. Well done, you. I know that one. Let's go to line one. One, you're on the wireless. Yeah, I want to ask you a question. Okay. Uh, yeah, I want to know why, why don't Rainbow George call anymore? Um, he called, uh, did he call this last, week? Last week, was He it? called last week. Um, he called last week. You, you killed him with a pizza, didn't you? Um, no, I don't think I you did. You poisoned it. You poisoned him. Okay, thank you very much indeed. Um, oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. <laughs> what a delightful idiot! Uh, is the phone number? We're going to take call straight to end. Here's the thing. Let's just. It's been a busy, busy old week. Brexit. Boris Johnson. 
climate change, uh, probably some murders, I don't know, um, other things happening. I don't. I actually haven't followed any of the news this week. J-Lo getting pole dancing oh, back. Oh, we saw some of, and please don't ask us how, I saw some clips from the J-Lo... You said clips. ...movie. What's it called? It should be called Flashdance, because... Hustlers. Hustlers. When it's supposed to be um, about... Um, pole dancers and empowerment and stuff. Well, what it's really about is um, strippers yeah. who decide that making they're making thousands of dollars. By the way, right? She's she's making it rain from the get go. Yeah, uh, thousands. But they decide that they need to make some more money. So what they start doing is drugging and robbing their punters. Right. But we're supposed to go, yeah, girl. Woo! We watched. I watched the bit where J Lo dances on a pole. Mm. <sighs> I saw right up her bum. Yeah, I was going to say it's a fine line, but it wasn't. It was a thong. <laughs> it was a thong line. Hello, line one. You're on the wireless. Hey, Ian. I had one right up the bum a couple of weeks ago. That's great news. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. I do appreciate that. 0344. 499-1000 is the telephone number. It's ten minutes left of the show, really. Fourteen minutes. And it's that kind of weird vibe. There's a little bit of a... I've, I've been feeling it because I've got a really nice weekend plan. I'm going to go to the Cophill Climb tomorrow. going to have some good food. going to play some video games. got the boys coming around. My, my actual children are going to come and stay with me for the night. Um... We're gonna, it's gonna be fun. I feel like I've not really seen them for, for a couple of weeks actually, so it's gonna be fun to spend some time with them. Um, so I'm in a end of term kind of mood already, and I think that the, there are a lot of people, it's been a nice day, it's gonna be a really nice day tomorrow, it could be the last really warm, sunny day of 2019 before we, we all retract for a, a little bit of autumn. And I think there's that, just that kind of vibe that, um, everyone is feeling, I don't know, a little bit relaxed, a little bit in a groove. Loosey goosey. Little bit loosey goosey. So if anyone wants to give us a call, last few minutes of the show, 0344 1,000. 0344-499-1000. Harrison says, the big top 40 is powered entirely by iTunes downloads and streams. If you release your single for digital consumption, you could actually chart. Well, here's what I think we do. We've got 250 vinyl records. As soon as we sold out of those, we'll put it on um, iTunes and we'll, we'll, we'll sell it. What do you think, Line 1? Feels like there's a, a tune waiting to come out, and I know it's not, but I like it. Oh, 
Caller, that was fun. Let's go to line. Um, again, we're only getting two lines show up. It's what, what a world, what a place, what a place. Yeah. Hello, well, uh, are you on the line to me down in Devon? Yes, Not down in Devon. Yeah, no, god, yeah, I can't believe some of the people who call in you. Obviously, you know, it's pub turning out time, isn't it? So, uh, but you're talking to somebody who's stone cold sober tonight here. So, um, I'll be the judge of that. What can we do for oh, you? Fair. Well, I just wanted to say what a great Indian summer we're having down in Devon. On the, it's not uh, technically Instagram an Indian area. summer. Well, despite that, the fact that Met Office Day is now autumn. Yeah, but um, that's not what <laughs> India's not. I don't, I, I don't want to be a pendant with you, but yeah. that's, it, it's, not, it's, it's not an Indian summer. It's a late summer, uh, yeah. but it's not an Indian summer. Probably, yeah, you could be right. I don't Sorry. But uh, anyway, it's great for people. I'm not a hotelier. <laughs> Not plugging anything, but okay. it's great to see people enjoying holidays back in the good old seaside towns like Timworth and Torquay and bringing some money into our local economy down here. So I'd rather holiday abroad. I'd rather holiday <laughs> in Italy or France or Spain, yes. Well, absolutely. Italy, the food, Tuscany. I'm going out to um, to Venice next year. That's where I'm hoping to get engaged. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Hang on, whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, hang on a minute. Well, you, have you, I'm assuming you have a partner. I do, yeah. Does she uh, does she know you're going to propose to her next year in Venice? Yeah, I'm, I'm an accountant, so we I like to sort of plan ahead. <laughs> how can you plan? I know the answer. How can you plan How can you plan a proposal? Oh, you can. What do you well, plan? because I like to know. I like to know the answer yeah. before before wow. I ask the question. I think behind a wow. lot of romantic proposals, there's an awful lot of groundwork by the bride to be. There's got to be, hasn't there, these days? No, not, surely, not you're, surely you, you, you've got to be fairly confident you're going to get a yes, but you never know. And yeah. Surely it should just be a spontaneous, not spontaneous, but it, 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 it should, it shouldn't have been, so, right, when we go on holiday next May, I'm going to, on the Saturday, I'm going to propose. No, it won't be that, it'll be more like, do you know what, um, it'd be really nice at some point to get married. Anyway, um, what are you having, red or white? That's yeah, what happens. Right. Um, but you do yeah, it over absolutely. time. You do it over yeah. time. So they think it's their idea, but actually the, she's said it all. Okay, well. She has, but that's it. Like, they, they plant these little seeds in your mind, don't yeah. they? Oh, and let it so grow. And, uh, but it's, it's all, they're in control. Right? <laughs> oh, so romantic. Gosh, what a world we live in. Well, um, I, I enjoy Venice. I've never been. I've heard it's very expensive and stinky. It does smell it a little is. bit. That's why I'm only going to be there for one day. The rest of the time I'm going to be up in Lake Garda. Yes, yes That's it. Well, listen, thank you very much for your call. It's appreciated. Let's go to line two. Two, you're on the wireless. Hey, it's Hannah. Hey, Hannah. I've got the most pounding headache tonight. I'm just feeling really... I'm up and down like a yo-yo. Get some ice. Put some ice on uh, the back of your neck or on your forehead. Uh, that's, all, that's all I've got for you. Open the windows. Be cold. Be cold. Be cold. Turn this yeah. crap off. Get some ice. Get cold. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just really sad. Okay. I know you lost your cat this week and that sucks. 
Yeah. Yeah, that sucks. I'm I didn't think I'd be. I didn't think I'd be that upset. No, it's a member of the it's family, really... man. Of course it is. So, member of the family, just... and it is upsetting, and it's and it, and um, she was what was she ten ten years, wasn't she? Yeah. Yeah. I just every now and then I think I can hear a meow. <laughs> it's really silly. Yeah. Um. At some point. Um, it gets easier. At some point, it gets easier. But it, at the moment, allow yourself to feel sad. That's why you got a headache, man. Allow yourself to feel sad and to mourn her and think of all the the fun times and look at pictures and and stuff and you know mourn her like you would a family member because that's what she was. I don't know. I know some people think it was just a cat, but no, I mean, those people are know. idiots. Even though my cat's brought in a mouse and it was a, literally a bloodbath, a bath of blood <laughs> in my kitchen last night. I was wiping up mouse blood from all, all, the whole kitchen was covered in it. It was disgusting. Yeah. It'll yeah, get it, it'll get sweet. easier, Hannah. And I'm really sorry for your loss. It sucks. Oh yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> all right, listen, take care. I'm going to move on because we've got a few more calls coming in. Line three, you're on the wireless. I say line three. Only two lines are working, so it's line two. Hello. Hello? Hello, you're on the air. Hello there. Hello, you're on the air. Hi there. Hello. You're on um, the air. I had a friend that died uh, just the other day. I'm sorry to hear that. What was my stomach? Yeah, okay. Um, I'd only known him for a year. And um, when I met him, he was like, uh, well, rather overweight. Um, I'm suffering from... The, um, 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 I've forgotten what it's called now, but where, you, where your lungs don't work. COPD. COPD, that's right, yeah. And, um, so, like, just walking across the road, he would have to, like, pause and catch his breath and all things like that. And, um, and, um, and I just made friends with him because I thought I'd, uh, help him with things because of the, he was tired and, doing stuff and um the other day i went to knock on to him <clears throat> to you know chat with him only to find out he died um he was he was only a year short of getting his pension as he told me yeah. and he was really looking forward to getting his pension but um it, it, you know all that years of smoking had um robbed it away from him how are you feeling i'm okay because you know, I didn't know him that well, and it's sort of, in an essence, it's, it's a learning lesson for people who smoke. Uh, I've never really smoked, um, but it's the, it's it's the it's the what is it's the it's the, uh, the cycle of life, isn't it, in a way? Yeah, yeah, it is. It's uh, it's inevitable, and it's a real shock when even if it's people we don't know but we kind of just see them around and then you don't see them around anymore and there's 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 a, a a vacuum is created i used to be in the military and in the military where you live you're surrounded by young people all the time mm. and uh because you you live in this, this housing state of, of military people so you don't really see old people and uh i've been in the army now a year and moving to civil street and I meet old people now. <laughs> well, you know, compared mm. to soldiers, mm. if you like. And um, it's, to me, it's like, it's a little shock of someone to die on me. Yeah. You know, because I'm not used to it. Um, you're a good man, and well done for, for helping someone out. 
Okay. Well, have a good night. Thank you, man. <laughs> I appreciate that. Thank you very much indeed. I like it when people just want to share something and they're not quite sure why they want to share it. Yeah. Just feel the need to get to say something it out loud. Out. Yeah. 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 Let's go to line one. One, you're on the wireless. No idea what it could be. I don't think he is, but I think that's the effect. So let's move on. Uh, Lights could be the last call. Let's go to line two. Two, you're on the wireless. Bonjour, monsieur. Bonjour, madame. Ça va? I'm sorry. Uh, oh, uh, uh, I, I forget um, French. Um, Everyone knows ça va. Oui, ça va bien, merci. Et vous? No, I know. It really embarrassed me. That was the one thing I always forgot at school, and I forget it oh, now. I, I, I couldn't do for it. Catherine is... Um, um, oh, I know. Uh, Oula Poubelle and Oulagar. Oulagar. And where is the bin? Mm. All you need to know. What can we do for you, Christina? We've, we've, we've got seconds. Seconds. I know, I know. I just want to say, the show last night was amazing. Oh. I've had so many nice um, lights on the tweet, and... Yeah, it was a really positive vibe. But the show um, tonight has been rubbish, is that what you're saying? I'm not saying that, I'm <laughs> just saying last night was amazing. It um, was a fun, yeah, it was a nice uh, little show last night, I enjoyed it. The, fo- it the was, phones it broke was, down yeah. last night. So we had to do the whole thing on my computer on Skype. It was, uh, we might as well have stayed at home to be honest. Mm-hmm. But it was a lovely little show and I'm glad you enjoyed it, Chris. I'm just going to take one last call before we find out what's happening with Martin Kellner. Line one, you've got about 20 seconds. Ian, and Kath. Oui. Yeah, thanks a lot for your uh, a few weeks ago. I rung you up. It's Dean from Wakefield. Oh, it's Dean. How are you doing, Dean? Not too bad, mate. Good. I'm, uh, you know, I'm, I'm just rung you up. I'm feeling a bit better off now. Dean, listen, Dean, listen, we don't, please don't take this the wrong way. We have to go. I'm really glad you called in. I was wondering if you were going to call in this week, so it's nice to hear you. Next time, call up yeah, when there's yeah. more than a minute left of the week to go. Maybe give us a call early next week if you can. It'd be good to have a chat. I will do I will do it, Ian. Take- I promise you, I will do that Monday. Take Thanks, care of yourself, Dean. Dean. It's nice to hear from you, brother. All right, mate. Cheers. Thanks, Bye-bye. That's Dean who... Um, Dino trolled us mercilessly for really? years. Really? us foul abuse on Twitter. Phoned up last week to apologise and explain that he's been going through a tough time. It was really quite amazing, actually. Really amazing. Really lovely to hear from you, Dean. I look forward to uh, hearing you next week. Martin Kellner, 58.50 exactly. Excellent. Uh, I've got uh, Cheryl Baker on the show. Oh! Yeah, we do, don't we? Yeah, of course. Um, talking about Eurovision, BMG, the record company, going yeah, to yeah. take over. And we keep trying. We keep trying. But it's rather like the uh, the First World War. You know, they say, well, we better interview them when we've got the chance because they'll all be dead yeah, soon. Yeah. Anybody who's ever fought in the Second World War or whatever. And, of course, anybody who's ever won Eurovision will be dead soon. Um, oh, obviously is, is not, that, Cheryl. Is that a threat to Buck's Fizz <laughs> and to Katrina and the Waves? <laughs> Katrina and the Waves. I've got that then. Yeah. yeah. Which is kind of, what's she called? Katrina Leskanovich or something? Something like that. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, Cheryl Baker's on the show. 5850 uh, exactly. 5850 exactly. And that's what's happening, nothing else much. <laughs> we are Talk Radio.